Welcome to the Flail Podcast. This is Troy. And Byers. And this is another one of our special one-offs. Um, this time we're going to be talking about Marvel Cinematic Universe and ranking all of those movies into tiers. So just, uh, just a small project here. Very, small, very small. small. Yeah, we decided that we weren't confusing enough in how we did our, our Star Wars tiers. Um, so we've gotten some feedback on that, and we hope that this is going to generate... Um, make it a little bit easier to follow and generate more conversation between buyers and I uh, to make sure that that's, that's a, a conversation because that's what we're hoping to have. So last exactly. time we thought we would be a little bit too cute in, in how we, we put that together. So uh, I'm hoping well, this works. Yeah. And, so this, and, if, and this should drop just in time for Black Widow to come out. So mm, as mm-hmm. soon as you hear this, it's already out of date officially because right. there'll be another movie <laughs> that we haven't seen. But that's, that's why I want to go ahead and drop it now before we add to this collection even more. Yeah, and and we'll, I'm, I'm anticipating that we're going to want to talk about that one similar to some of our other upcoming episodes of uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh, WandaVision. So uh, maybe at that time we'll just discuss how initial thoughts where we would place it in, in these tiers. So... Um, uh, as the nerds that we are, we decided to create our own tiers for this. And what better way to uh, create tiers than to um, rank them in um, the stones in the Infinity Gauntlet? So that's what this uh, this Marvel Cinematic Universe has been so far. Um, and so it, it's it was very easy for us to say, well. What should we do? You know, we we, we named our our it was Star like Wars the smoothest tiers. conversation we've had yeah. about the podcast <laughs> in total. Coming up with these tiers, yeah. like yeah, it was like ten minutes of texting during lunch one day. It was beautiful. Yep, we have like so. six levels. What are there six of? Infinity Stones. Damn. <laughs> so hopefully it's uh, easy to follow along. So um, so there's uh, as we said, there's six stones. We have the Power Stone, the Time Stone, the Space Stone. Mind Stone, uh, the Reality Stone, and the Soul Stone. Um, so just to recap those, um, Power Stone was the purple one in uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and the Time Stone is the green one from Doctor Strange. The Space Stone is probably gets the most play, right, Byers? It's the Tesseract, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's in a, a, a few more movies than all of these, right? Mind Stone is pretty. Yeah, yeah that's true. Well, actually. So, so the Mind Stone is the one that's yellow, but it's also the blue one in Loki Scepter, which makes yeah. it deceptive. In Loki because, Scepter, and then goes in Vision Pet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the Reality Stone is the red one, um, otherwise known as the Ether in uh, Thor The Dark World. And then the Soul Stone. Um, it, make sure you've watched all these movies uh, because we're going to spoil <laughs> spoil the Infinity if you haven't War watched these, and Endgame. Skip yeah. now. Come back yeah. later. Listen to it yeah. another time. Um, so that, that of course, is the one where um, a, a, you have to trade uh, a life to to obtain the soul stone, right? So, um, so the so we we ranked these in order, um, and um, we'll 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 have the power stone. It's the power to wipe out worlds. So that's obviously the top tier. I mean, it's kind of hard to Most argue with one. that one. Yeah. Uh, the Time Stone. Uh, these movies are really good, and you want to watch them over and over again. So that's the next tier down. Uh, the Space Stone. Uh, these movies are good, despite some plot holes or 
Uh, wormholes. So, yeah, wormholes. That's kind of what we came up with. Uh, I mean, this, that's what the Tesseract does. So uh, that one pro was probably the hardest one to slot in here. But, yeah, um, good. there's some spots, though. So. Yeah. Uh, the Mind Stone. Uh, these are movies that you that make you think that they're better than they really are. So we're, if you've ever listened to any of the podcasts, we weave Marvel in through uh, all of the conversations that we yeah. have. So we really love these movies, but we also know that uh, some of them are probably not as good as we, we kind of, think Barney Stinson on How I Met Your Mother calls this the cheerleader effect, right? Like, ah, there you go. When yeah. they're all together, they look really good, but when you really start to look at them individually, it, it doesn't quite <laughs> hold up as well. That's, that's that, is, that is perfect. Um, Reality Stone, um, the stone that seems cool, but isn't as good as the rest. Um, <laughs> it doesn't really uh, do anything. It just trips you out a little. It doesn't add a lot. Yeah. Um, and then the soul stone, as aforementioned, you have to trade a life to, to achieve it or, or to retrieve it. And so um, these movies make narrative sense, but you're going through the motions on a rewatch. Yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody wants to do it, but it has to be done. Yeah. Like something has to happen here. It has to be a part, but nobody's excited for it. Yeah. So um, in the interest of making sure that we're we're talking about the same movie at the same time, um, and we'll we'll post up a uh, a listing of where we put everything um, in each one of these tiers. But we're going to go in um, movie release order, um, not chronological order. Movie release order. So um, first up is Iron Man, and we're going to talk about the movie, and we're going to talk about. Um, what tier we placed it in so we can kind of generate some conversation of why we placed it in that tier and why the other person's wrong. Um, no, um, that, I'm sure. <laughs> um, but, but that's, that's really the whole point is to make sure that we're talking about the same movie at the same time. So it's easier for you guys to follow along if you're following along in the car um, or if you're um, just, even if you're just sitting there um, that you can, you can see that we're, we're uh, discussing the same movie. So, um, I'll kick it off with uh, letting you take uh, Iron Man and all right. letting us know and, where, and, where and for the record, is. before we jump in, yeah, we love all these movies. All right, there, there's maybe maybe like one, maybe two that you're like we really could live without. So yeah. even when we bag on some of these and put them in a lower tier, right. then maybe you think just just keep in mind these are all still higher on my list than like anything not named Star Wars for the most part. Like I love these movies still. Okay, I mean that that's a little extreme, but. We we did we did do that with the star with Star Wars, but um, I think my lowest if we're gonna if we're gonna cross over into that world for just a second, I think the lowest movie that I have on here is still higher than Episode Two, which is the last Ooh. one that I put in my uh, tears. And I, I think my lowest low on here would probably be lower than any Star Wars movie. Ooh. For me. Okay. All right. Have a low, slow. We'll, we'll get to it. I'm excited for um, it. Anyway, Iron Man um, kicks the whole thing off, and we didn't even know we were kicking it off. I mean, like, not in the same way that they would know later, um, which makes this incredible. But for me, this still ranks in the time stone, the second highest one. I could rewatch Iron Man over and over and over again. Um, it's just so good. Um, the billionaire just getting. Uh, locked away in this cave and somehow creating this amazing machine to get himself out of it um, and flying himself over the desert and crash landing. Um, 
and then coming home to to perfect his model is so good. Um, Obadiah Stane's fun. He has this great Tony voice going on. Um, <laughs> I've made some upgrades too. Yes. <laughs> um, just an evil dude. Like, and it, it was just it was a fun movie, and it was just. It was like a realistic superhero movie in a way that, like, it still felt like a real movie. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, I love the old, like, 90s Batman movies. Like, I'm a fan, for mm-hmm. except for the last one. We had a friend Batman Rama doesn't exist. But the other three, yeah. I mean, they're enjoyable. But, like, comic book movies had this very campy feel to them all the time mm-hmm. yep. through that. And these still have some of that. I mean, they still have some of the jokes and some of the humor, especially in the Marvel ones. But they felt like real movies. Like yeah. it didn't look fake. It didn't look cheesy. Like it looked cool and real. Like that really looks like a dude in an Iron Man suit running around blowing stuff up. And it was it's amazing a, yeah. when it first came out. It was just unlike anything we'd seen in a comic book movie. And so it still holds up for me too. So um, I'll just come out um, and say like the exact same thing. I had it in time stone. Um, so we're one for one, one, for uh, one. In, in agreement. But the, the only thing that I'll add to that is um, Marvel, uh, the X-Men had come out by now. And that was kind of their, um, their cream of the crop, right? Um, DC was still pumping out Batman stuff and it was, it was still good. Um, but um, and I mean, obviously, Dark Knight trilogy was really good. That's um, a whole other level that we'll talk yeah. about sometime. Right, but this is finally where um, Marvel puts themselves on that same level, because I want to say Dark Dark Knight um, was 2006, and everyone was like, "Oh, swung to DC. Like DC is going to own um, comic book movies for a while now." And then when Iron Man comes out, and then you get that stinger at the end where Nick Fury comes out and says, we're looking to do the Avengers initiative. We were like, oh my goodness, this movie was good. And they're going to like make this entire universe out of it or, or the possibilities were, were there for it. You just lost your mind. Um, instead of one of those, um, I'm probably going to go way off kilter, but like Aragon, if you ever watch Aragon, they're like beloved books and like the movie tanked and at the end of it, it like it's like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do the rest of the books and everyone's and like they didn't do and they didn't do any of them. So like there's plenty of the that world building that people want to do ahead of time, but who I mean that one hit really well, especially after it was just so well executed, like you said. He looks like Iron Man, they didn't cut any corners, they just they they hit all the right notes and um and, and had the future in mind. So, no, I think that one's, that was pretty straightforward. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, obviously, um, some of these other movies, Ben Affleck was a star at the time. So Daredevil, I mean, was the first time you saw like a really big star on the Marvel side. Um, Hugh Jackman wasn't Hugh Jackman when he got cast as Wolverine, no. you know? So, um, but, Wolverine made Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And, and Robert Downey Jr. had kind of fallen on some hard times, but he still lent some credibility to it uh, whenever he came he came into the, the picture. And, man, he just kills it. And I, I think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe looks totally different if he's not Iron Man. Um, yeah, I just, I just can't imagine it. So thank you, John Favreau. Well done. I know, right. <laughs> uh, 
Um, the, the next one that we have in um, the order is the Incredible Hulk. Um, so I think this one will be, I'm, I'm really interested to see uh, where you have this one, but we'll, we'll kind of trade back and forth. So you went first on uh, Iron Man. So um, I'll go uh, first on this one. I have this in the lowest tier. I have this in Soul. I have this in the Soul Stone. He, he's scared right now because he knows how much I like the Incredible Hulk. Correct. This is my guy. Yeah. But we're in agreement. <laughs> Um, oh, we are. Okay. Um, so, but that's to say, like, I think the Hulk is probably, yeah, have, has received a lot of the, the biggest whipping boy comments along with some others that I won't ruin uh, here in a second for, for worst movie in Marvel. But there, there's a couple of surprising ones that I've seen lately since we've, we've got such a, a breadth and depth of, I mean, we've got 23 movies that we need to go through here. So we're going to try to keep up with a good pace, but um, I think Norton is, it, it just continues that just like I said about Robert Downey Jr. I mean, he's an, he's a an Academy award winner um, and, and lends more credibility to the film. So does Liv Tyler as his, uh, as his co-star. Um, but there's just something about it that, isn't quite up to snuff, um, especially like the end just kind of falls apart. Um, that's that's kind of where it and and seeing the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe kind of filled out. Like I really liked it when it came out, but seeing what they could do later on is where yeah. this one falls flat. And so it's it it's hard to to put. It. I mean, I obviously put it in there. I could have put it up another and just left nothing in the soul, but. Nah, I think that this is, this is this is where this needs to be. Even though I do like watching it, um, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't do so disparagingly. <laughs> yes, totally. I, I hear the disparaging, and I can't really argue with a lot of it. Um, but I mean, I I still enjoy this movie. I I was, I, and like you said, it's gotten it hasn't aged as well. And part of the reason it hasn't aged as well is because we got such a better Bruce Banner later on. Mm -hmm. um, that the switch to Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner was awesome. This it took three tries, okay, and we got progressively better because Ed Norton way better than Eric Banner, okay. Ooh, yeah, Bruce he Banner was, he should was not a rough be able hang. to kick your butt without turning into the Hulk, and that Eric Banner, the dude plays Hector. I mean, like he's, he's he's a tough guy. I mean, he can take you without turning green, and that was just no fun in the Hulk, which we don't have to talk about because that's not part of the MCU because they don't even recognize that. Um, yeah. But yeah, and I still enjoy it. I still like watching it. It still has some good stuff. It brings us Thunderbolt. I mean, he's not Thunderbolt Ross necessarily, but I mean, it brings yeah. us Ross who sticks around. Um, and that it's the same character by that point, right? Same Elliot. And yes. The Ang Lee, but by this one, we have the same, the same guy. And so yeah, William it still Kirk. connects yep. some of those pieces. Again, you get a little teaser at the end, which doesn't really make sense for where we mm -hmm. ended up going. Cause it's Tony Stark coming in to be like, Hey, we're putting together a team. And it's like, no, you don't get to put together the team. <laughs> um, but so it, it, it belongs down in the soul, the soul stone for me as well. All right. Um, um, it takes us to Iron Man two. Yeah. This is the part where I always get messed up when I'm remembering these in order in my head and I skip Iron Man two and want to put it after Avengers. Right. And I'm like, Oh mm -hmm. no, we had two Iron Mans before we did like, right. anything basically. <laughs> Um, Iron Man 2 uh, ends up in the uh, Reality Stone, which is the second lowest for me. Um, and Troy's cracking up because we must be the same again. 
What does um, it say? Like, yeah. There is yeah. some really cool visual stuff in this movie, especially when it came out. Like the first time he takes out the suitcase, yeah. like the briefcase, mm-hmm. and just sticks his arms in and turns into a suit. It was like, what did I just see? Yeah. Um, Whiplash is kind of fun. Um, you kind of have the cool like dual villain thing where you have like the the smart rich guy and then the actual guy that can do stuff in Justin mm-hmm. Hammer. And yep. the scene before the Senate hearing committee with Justin Hammer where he takes over the TVs is one of my favorite scenes in any Marvel movie. Okay. That, that few minutes is incredible. Um, the recasting of Rhodey was great. I, yep. I love, love Don mm-hmm. Cheadle in this role yep. way more. Um, but it just really doesn't add a whole lot to the overall MCU. Um, I mean, you get, you get some cool stuff that the creating of a new elements fun and all, but like, it just doesn't have the same meaning as everything else. Yeah, for I have it in the reality stone um, as well as you alluded to me cackling in the background um, <laughs> while, while you were saying it. Um, all the same things that you talked about. Um, I'll add um, the the other benefit is it it introduces um, Black Widow, uh, so it's, it's ScarJo's first uh, appearance as well. Um, and, and Pepper gets to kind of um, be a little bit more involved in it as well. But that's you, you hit the nail like he comes up with this new element and it all just kind of seems like this, the, the sum of its parts isn't as good as like, like you said, I love watching Justin Hammer, like Sam Rockwell is amazing. And I'm so surprised that they haven't brought him back like for just little bit things to kind of kind of fill out the universe like oh yeah remember this guy kind of thing because he was just so funny in it and um i liked Vanko from a um he, he has some good lines and some funny stuff but like whiplash like i was like there's no way that uh, iron man and war machine are having this much trouble with this dude like you know and i mean granted he has all the all the other Iron Man machines like that come in afterwards and stuff like that, the armed forces ones. Um, but the, there was just something about it that I was, I was a little bit worried for a second. Like I still liked a lot of the world building that they were continuing to do and was like, okay, it seems like they're, they're progressing in the right manner, but like, is that all some of these movies are going to be, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, so it kind of, it was the first, a little bit of a, um, a little dip in some quality it was still really good but like I, I was just kind of worried i was like how how long can they stretch this out and we had already heard like okay they're coming out with thor and i was like oh man that could be that could be a disaster if in the wrong hands and so um that's that's where i'll i'll, I'll kind of end with without ranting too much on the uh, iron man too <laughs> Um, so the next, so speaking of, so that, that's a good segue, uh, segue into Thor. Um, so I have this in the Mind Stone. One more up. And Byers is laughing because we're shock right now. This is funny. Um, uh, so Thor, um, and this is not because they, they filmed it in New Mexico or filmed it in a Mexico town that doesn't actually exist. For, I have uh, friends that accidentally stumbled upon the fake town. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Because it's still out there, like Star Wars, like um, probably, yeah. I mean, it was it was pretty close after they had done it, or maybe even when close to when they were doing it, they were like, yeah. "We're just driving around on the hills and <laughs> it's fake town." And then later on, it's like, "Oh, that was Thor." <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I, as I as I alluded to, it was the most precarious one to start 
um, of the new ones. I mean, you hear that they're going to do Captain America. It's like, that's super easy. That's a, that's a, a World War One movie, you know, and you just kind of do whatever villain they want to do in that one. And, and that's Captain America. But Thor, I mean, you have a rainbow bridge. You have, like, um, ice giants. You have, like, Surtur and, like, all these weird things that can, like, really get campy in the wrong hands and they executed it almost flawlessly from the perspective of making sure that it was still grounded in enough reality that it wasn't too hokey like um like some of our friends i'm sure like watched it and were like that was the dumbest thing i've ever seen but enough people <laughs> um were like oh that was cool i i'm surprised that i really liked that you know um, and it, it does a good job. It, it, you can start to see some of the cracks from the the Marvel, like um, the villain is going to be the toughest thing to replicate. And so this, like he has the big showdown at the end with the Destroyer. You know, it's not Loki. It's not um, anything else. So, but I mean, that's good. They're saving some of those things for in the future. But I was just like, oh, okay. This is, and it's so funny. And this is where, Marvel is really starting to kind of figure out their formula, right? Yeah. Like that they can play. Like it, we, need, it does... we need you to laugh. Yeah. Yep. And and I thought that Thor was going to be like you hear Kenneth Branagh is going to be the director and he wants to infuse some Shakespearean stuff and I was like, oh man, they're going to play this really straight. And like the first time he like slams his uh, uh, his uh, beer stein down and goes, oh gosh, man, what's the line? I can't remember it. Oh. Uh, this mortal this mortal form requires sustenance that's what it is yeah and i was just like dying i was like okay this is good oh. we're good we're good now uh so i'm gonna kick it over to you since uh yes. I'm, I'm gonna keep going. i do i do love the parts i i as we giggled along i'm mindstone as well um it's, it's a nice solid introduction to a character um i'm not i'm not as uh knowledgeable in the in the realm of of comics so like Fred's listing off all these people. I didn't know anything about Thor except the dude had a hammer. Okay. Um, in fact, there's there's an old, like, old Incredible Hulk, um, like the Bill Bixby Incredible Hulk back in the day from our childhood mm, where mm-hmm. Lou Frigno just painted green, where he did like a TV movie thing that had Thor in it. Um, and like some guy had Thor's hammer and would like call Thor out of the hammer to show up. Um, and it was the dad from Good Luck Charlie. If any of you have kids out there and you rock, rock, rock some Good Luck Charlie, Bob Duncan was Thor. It was it was epic. Um, what about what about Vincent D'Onofrio in Adventures in Babysitting Thor? Like, <laughs> <laughs> did you know about that Thor? Oh, I had to know about Adventures okay. in Babysitting. Okay, um, sorry. Yes, um, but it was really cool to see for the first time. Um, and like you said, they kept it really grounded. Like there's some incredible stuff in Thor that you're just thinking like, how in the world are they going to do that? And yeah, it, it was still, it still fit. It was still relatable. I still, I understood everything that happened in Thor. Um, and so it was good. Um, I'd love the scene though, where he's slamming the cup down. That's how my son used to ask for more when he was like a, a baby, like he's like six months old. And apparently we watched too much Thor at our house because he was just right. like slam his cup down because he wanted more to drink. <laughs> We have the video it pops up as a Facebook memory every year and we show it to him and laugh at him and he gets embarrassed. <laughs> so all right, he likes Thor. Um but yeah, solid solid entry, but I mean it still stays down at the mindstone. They were still figuring some stuff out. And 
some of these things, especially stuff that hits like Mind Stone or even Space Stone at times, is just because there's such epic things coming later. Um, yeah, that I agree. When you start comparing them, it's like, oh, like I was shocked that I put Thor the Slow at first, but I'm like, no, that's where it belongs. Like, I really like right. this movie. Mm-hmm. I remember going to see it in the theater so like vividly and like being like, man, that was good. That was really awesome. Um, I struggled with it as well. Like when I went back, I tried not to go back too many times to like revisit things because I knew I'd be shuffling too much. But my, I, I gave myself three looks and like the second and the third time I, was, I, I thought the same thing. I was like, I feel like Thor needs to be higher. And then just like, as I kept looking at it, I thought the exact deep. same thing. Yeah. I just can't, I just can't get it into that next tier because the next tier is, is yeah. really good. So, yeah. Um, my favorite, my favorite thing I remember about when Thor came out, uh, there were kids in my youth group dating and they went to see it with his family and his mom is sitting next to his girlfriend and leans over and talks about how hot Chris Hemsworth is in the middle of the movie. (laughs) And it's been a running joke since then, like for like 15 years or whatever now, since this movie came out, which sounds horrible, not 15, but like 11. Yes. Uh, close to it. Yeah. It's 10. Yeah. Gross. I had a child by this time this came out and she's only 12, so. Right. Couldn't be 15 um, quite yet. But. One, one tiny little thing before we move on, since you're talking about Chris Hemsworth, and uh, we, we need to linger on Chris Hemsworth because we've talked about his abs before. But we have. Um, one, one of my coworkers um, who knew that I was a big comic book geek was like, did you see the new Thor trailer? And I was like, yeah. He was like, they're going to mess that up. That guy's too tiny. And I was like, excuse me? Because, like, the trailer, like, literally shows him, like, taking off his shirt. And, like, even in the trailer, like, all the women in, like, the, the theater for whatever movie you're watching were swooning right then. And I was like, you're crazy. And he's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger as all these movies go on. He has. Like, he almost looks scrawny in the first right. door when you start comparing right. it to later on. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but I, I just thought that that was uh, hilarious. I was like, yeah, they're not going to get like some meathead like Mr. Universe. Like you have to do, you, you do have to get somebody that is an actor to do that. Yeah. So, but. Um, Whatever. If they right. made a Thor movie in like 1988, it would have been like Arnold Schwarzenegger would have been Thor. And so it would have been, that's, it would have been terrible. That's very true. Uh, so next um, up, uh, Captain America. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I have almost the exact same thoughts on Captain America, the first Avenger that I do on Thor in a lot of ways. So for me, this one ends up in the mind stone as well, that it's super solid, great introduction to this character, but it just doesn't have as much power as, as the later movies. Um, Great, but it's just not on the same level. There's some nostalgia that wants me to put it higher because I really enjoy this movie. And it's like, Ooh, the first Captain America, all these nice, nice moments, but, doesn't measure up troy is a prisoner to nostalgia because he put this in the time stone (laughs) our first disagreement it only took five movies there we go um i i i love this movie it's one of like when i start watching from the beginning i can't wait to get to captain america first avenger like I don't know what it is, probably because I, I like his trilogy and I like his character throughout. I mean, he's he's obviously like the moral compass of the Marvel movies. And he kind of wavers kind of towards the, the Civil War um, era. And we start to get into some some interesting things uh, between him and Tony. 
um, in, instead of just kind of like both of them are the hero and both of them are right always. Um, but, oh my goodness, like the scrawny dude turning, I mean, just like it, it, when he falls on the grenade in um, the boot camp and you just know, and, and Erskine knows like this is the dude. It's just like, it's all Americana. It's all like um, uh, the the war hero stuff. And it's just, I'm a sucker for that anyway, when it comes to like regular movies, um, but even more so with, with Marvel and, and this, it's just, it's so well done. Even you, like I said, you knew what the beats were gonna be and they still executed them so well. Um, there, there is a little bit of what you said with Thor, like some some movies do it better, um, but I just really like the Red Skull as a villain. And I thought, I mean, even though he like Hugo Weaving's just really hamming it up in certain instances, I thought that he's probably one of the better villains of all of the Marvel. And I thought that that kind of kicked it up in my tears a little bit. Um, I love um, his uh, relationship with Peggy. It's kind of the will they, won't they kind of thing. And then it ends with that heartbreak. Like it just gets you like every single time you watch it. Um, so I, I don't know. I, that's just like, I, I have a hard time. I had a hard time putting it lower every time I thought about it. I was like, nope, that's this is my tier and it's staying there. And this is going to be the one. So. I'm glad that we disagree, though. I'm finally, excited. We finally disagree. <laughs> um, anything else on, on Cap? No, I mean, everything you said was, was right there. I just, yeah. Um, for me, it just didn't. I don't have as much nostalgia for it as you do, apparently. So, you, I, just, I, don't, I, you just don't like America. Like, <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you go to Canada, Johnny Depp, or wherever, France? Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> So the is next this the one, same reason why you like Top Gun and I don't? Is this the right. Same? Oh, the absolutely. Same okay. You 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 hate all, right. all the veterans um, and and our armed forces. <laughs> Sorry, that's not true. Buyers loves, loves nice. All my of neighbor, our the Marine, is going to hear I know, you right? and right. come through my window any second. Um, so um, the next one that we have is um, the Avengers. Um, so this is the end of Phase One. This is the sixth movie. And um, I have this in the Power Stone. And there are some flaws with this movie. It looks it, it looks a little bit dated um, more than any, like you can really tell some green screen stuff in, in some of these shots, um, especially like the shot where they do that sick 360 pan when they all come together and like, it's like, you hear like the, the yeah the you hear the music score like pump in there and they like get down to business and it's still really cool but it's still like I I don't care like yeah every there's beat, a part of your brain that's like yeah, yeah this looks cheesy I don't care. but I don't care because all the rest of them like the the one um, in a in a comic book it's called like a splash page it's like the one that goes across both of the the pages. And um, it's where you get everybody in the scene and it's just a really cool, um, a really cool effect. And they do it better in a couple of other ones, like the Age of Ultron one comes to mind where like Cap jumps off the motorcycle and he's got, like, all of them are kind of flying or suspended yeah. in air and kind of doing cool things. Like those look better, but 
the um the rest of the movies just really well like you said ruffalo comes in as the hulk um and um they incorporate loki back into it and you're like because thor left you leaving uh, like the theater going like oh man i want some more loki and boom they're like all right we threw him back into the we Avengers. all want more tom and, hiddleston yeah and, and and it was just such a good idea and um it's it's full of good ideas um thor and iron man i'm gonna i'm gonna stop talking because i'm taking all of the good stuff but the, i mean it, it's just this, the way they bring so everyone good. together mm-hmm. is so good that they nail the tension of it just right like mm-hmm. it's not just oh here we all are and we all get along like super yeah. happy mm-hmm. um like there's some real tension between these characters and they do not like each other they don't want to play nice um and they need a push and they get it um even if it's manufactured partially um, Nick, Nick Fury is always there to manipulate his best, manipulating everyone around him. Um, <laughs> um, he picked things up when he was Mace Windu watching Palpatine. He knows how to manipulate people now. So yes, he does. All good. Um, but I, it feels it, it works. Like there's real tension between them. They really don't. And then the things that bring them together make sense. Yes. Um, and so the moment where you get that great team up shot, even though we talked about them, like. You can feel all that and you feel like, all right, I understand how we got here, like emotionally and stuff that, that I know how we got from individual superheroes to we have to work together. Um, and you also already see some of the, te- I mean, you can already see some of the tensions from the beginning mm-hmm. that will obviously come up in later movies. Um, and they do such a good job of weaving those into, especially the Avengers movies that like, yeah, we're together and we did this thing, but there's, there's cracks in the foundation that will get exposed later and, at this point, you can start seeing that bigger picture. Like, they know what they're doing. More and more, it seems like, as you go. Um, like, like you said, that first, you know, at the end of Iron Man, when they throw up, like, Nick Fury comes out and just mentions the Avengers. It's like, all right, we kind of have this idea. But from here on, this is where you start seeing a better picture. Like, you can see the pieces connecting better from movie to movie and stuff for me. Yeah, and this is this is not too far after like things like Lost and a lot of things that people had really um, invested a lot of their time and energy in, and when and the internet was like in love with every little morsel of um, any of these pictures that you could possibly think of, and it probably still is. This is kind of where I fell off because I stopped. It started ruining movies for me, and I was just like, you know what, I don't. I'm, it's in such good hands like i don't need to like worry about it i can just come and be entertained you know i'll I'll watch the trailer and it's ready to go um but it was really really watched to make sure like okay is ruffalo gonna be like better than uh, ed norton everyone's like yeah mark ruffalo is a great actor but how does he how does he come in here and and work with all these guys and you can tell him and robert downey jr are just like old hat like the moment where he like zaps him with oh, the little man. like cattle prod or whatever he's like just trying to see if the big guy's going to come out and play or something like that yeah. and then the the thing that really wraps it up for me and hits on all those tones is like uh get you out of the suit what are you what are you and he goes billionaire playboy philanthropist like you're just like okay like this they, they've got it they've got the and beats, they, they even they... in the midst of that i love the little shift to natasha she doesn't even say anything she just nods like well yeah he's kind of right like yeah, you just get right. all the inner like <laughs> you can just feel all this connection and, and yeah they hit all those beats really well 
and and the last thing I'll say on that, since so we don't talk too much about it, um, and and take away from some of these others, is you really saw how they all look to Cap to be the the strategist. Like even Tony has to come yeah. back in and go, "All right, Cap, like what you do we need it. to do? Yeah. You call it, yeah." And he's like, "Do you guys go here? You guys, hope you, this is what I need from everybody else." And you really see how they do come together, and he is the leader of the team, but. Tony struggled to get there and will struggle in the future getting there as well because they're going to have so many differences of opinion on how to that how to, how to handle all of these things. All right, we're moving into the into the second phase. Ooh. We've got Iron Man 3 coming up, so this one's yours first, right? Iron Man 3, yes. Um, this one falls uh, right with its predecessor, uh, Iron Man predecessor, not, not overall, but... Uh, Falls into the reality stone that not the lowest, but the next one um, for me. Because uh, there's fun stuff in this movie, right? The house party protocol is really cool. He's got all these different suits because he can't sleep. Um, he couldn't sleep, so he made a bunch of crazy suits. We can't sleep, so we do a podcast, um, <laughs> right? His relationship with the kid is hilarious in that movie, right? Um, Happy gets a little bigger role. I, I love me some Happy Hogan. Give me more mm-hmm. of that. Yes. But overall, like Mandarin is a bit of a letdown as a villain um and that that's even without the the comic book background of like ooh, it's mandarin because this isn't the real mandarin i mean like yeah. mandarin's a real dude in the comic books from my understanding i'm sure troy can can talk more that has like some serious powers which we might be getting soon right 10 rings yeah is supposed 10 to be rings this jam um yeah. so i mean it, it was a bit of a letdown in that regard i don't know it just didn't extremist was not the coolest plot line for me like i don't totally understand like we have exploding plants and now we're sticking them in people. What, what, are, what is, why, are, why do some people blow up and others don't like, I, there's some, some holes, some things that I just don't understand, but there's really cool. It, it's still really cool looking Iron Man stuff, but it felt like we were just trying to milk that Robert Downey Jr. is really funny and really great. Yes. in This role yep. and Iron Man looks cool. And that was mm-hmm. kind of like the feeling mm-hmm. afterwards was like, especially coming right after Avengers, which right. was just like, mind-blowing you brought all these people together in one movie what are we going to do now and so this was kind of like oh um it was a bit of a letdown after after that yeah no i i I couldn't agree more i've got it in the soul like and that's i i like some of the beats of it it's it's really similar to my iron man 2 take but i think that iron man 2 does a little bit better job and i i didn't like the extremist stuff either um, I like Guy Pierce. Like he didn't necessarily do a, a bad job per se, but I just don't think that he was given quite enough uh, to to overcome that. And I hated him Mandarin. Like I love Ben Kingsley. It was just dumb. Like and I and not that they, they, they were they were just a dumb right. idea. Like yeah, they they were they were they were they were trying to hide some things off of people's perceptions and like oh yeah we got the Mandarin in here. Um, and, and I mean, to, to a certain extent, like that, that gets back into some of Marvel's like shady past of like having some like kind of racist characters, like Mandarin, like you can really go go in a bad direction in there. And so maybe they were just scared of, um, Hey, are we've been doing so well and avoiding so much controversy and some of these things, do we, do we open ourselves up to like 
oh what is what does marvel think this is this is like the the uh, 2010 like we don't need a, a racist like asian character that has rings and yada 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 i don't know um but it just seemed like they they wanted to to move away from uh from that but i think that there's a way that they could do that that would make it look cool that would avoid all of those things and it could really set up for like iron man getting his butt kicked in a movie like this and then something like in like the next avengers like that's how good like or how big a, a villain mandarin could be at certain times like and so um i, I don't know it's i liked his relationship with the kid and it's it's kind of one of those like they had to they had to get him out of the suit they had to kind of get him yeah. back on his own kind of thing and um I, there has to be some that are in the fall are in the lower categories and so i don't want to pick too many nits uh on 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 this but um it, it just belongs there for me so yeah is, is the kid the most um like have to look this person up on IMBD that we all discovered. Oh, that's the kid later on when he makes his appearance. That was like the first thing. Like I was like, Oh, this is really cool. Like whenever Tony dies, you mean in, in Avengers yeah. Endgame, And I'm just like, that's this person. That's this person. That's, and it's so quick. And you're like, who is that guy? And so like, that was the well, first thing like, I went back. Oh, I went, I went back home kid. and looked yeah, I was like, Oh, Harley got it. That makes perfect sense, you know, and it just shows like that Marvel has like the yeah. continuity thing just so, so down pat at this point that it's just, you go, oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Trust, trust, it. trust that it's going to be, yeah. it's gonna, it makes perfect sense. So, um, did you have any other thoughts on Iron Man 3? No, Rhodey is really good and their relationship is kind of fun. They have some fun moments yeah. together. Yep. The, the spot where they're shooting out the lights, well, Tony tries to shoot out the light and is nowhere near it and starts saying how hard it is. And then he just pops around and does it like it's nothing. That's He's like, where, and that's how we do that. Yeah. And that's what I, I do love Cheadle in both of these movies because like he gets he gets stuck in like third and fourth tier in the Avengers movies. He gets to show up, but he doesn't yeah. get to do much um but that that is the one thing that i will say like i do uh enjoy their banter with each other so that when, when tony creates all his new little toys to break in to find the mandarin when he doesn't have the suit he goes to the hardware store yeah it's yeah. kind of fun seeing seeing some old school um innovative random tony mm -hmm. it's not it's not as good as building a suit in a cave but it's up there yeah so the last thing um the the thing that kind of bothered me the most was kind of the deus ex machina of like the we'll bring every single suit like all at the same time and like we win kind of thing like i get it they were setting it up all all movie long but the it, it just was like eh okay cool it was On cool to see all one. the different suits a little yeah. bit but like yep it felt lazy sort of yeah i think it's is i don't know yeah yeah um, all right, what do you got for uh, Thor the Dark World? Thor Dark World, this this falls to Soulstone status. All right, this is it. This is the bottom of the barrel. I would yeah. rather watch any Star Wars movie than Thor Dark World. It just doesn't... It's rough, man. I don't... The whole backstory with there's these dark elves and they're just not intriguing. Like, I don't care. I mean, they, they tell you all this stuff and I'm just like, oh, okay um whatever i don't understand the ether i don't feel like anyone in the movie understands the ether nope. i don't feel nope. like anybody anywhere understood the ether <laughs> um 
it's just weird. I mean, there's there's a couple nice things. Thor and Loki have some fun moments together. Yes. Um, yep. Tom Hiddleston is the only like saving grace for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, the the escape where they break Loki out and escape and go to the is is really fun. Um, sorry. Loki's not the only saving grace. Darcy is always a saving grace. Darcy is always, yeah. Darcy is hilarious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when she shows up at the date and just stands there. And I mean, she's great. Um, and Portman and Hemsworth do have some good chemistry in these movies. Like, like well, after after watching Star Wars movies, I feel like this is like Romeo and Juliet for Portman. Like she's just amazing <laughs> chemistry wise in this one. Um, no, they do. Um, yeah, it's not it's wise. not their fault it's no, it's, it's not it's, it's it's completely story in every way to me yeah, yeah it is um yeah it's all story everybody's pretty um dr selva running around with the pants on. i mean there's right? some hilarious <laughs> moments like little brief like that was hilarious but it's all surrounded by a story that doesn't make much sense to me and that i just don't get invested in no, I, I couldn't agree more with you. It's it's a it's soul stone. It's a slam dunk, um, a soul stone. Um, that's the one that I was gonna that I was referring to when I said the worst of these movies. Like I still like yeah. it more than episode two. Yeah. Um, uh, so so I, I would have it there. Um, but yeah, it, it's just it's really tough beats. It really falls apart. Like at like the the end of the um, the third act like a couple of these like suffer from third acts, but it, it doesn't recover. It, it's just such a mess of a third act. And Christopher Eccleston, he's under like this prosthetic the whole time. And he does, he does really well in some other movies. He's a really good villain in fast, uh, not fast and the Furious. Oh my gosh. Gone in 60 seconds. Uh, the precursor to fast. That's and, the and guy the from gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. Gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. And so, um, and he was on Doctor Who, and so he, he's in a couple of other beloved franchises, but there's just something about the way that he goes about his business in this one that, like, it's the number, it's it's one of those number one, like, Marvel has a villain problem, like, that everybody loves to bring up. Um, was I, I can't even think of his character. It's like Mal. Malekith. There you go. See? I, I knew we'd get it together. So, um, so I mean, it, it's... I don't want to spend too much time on it because we're just like punch it to death. But it, there's just don't don't expect a full review of this one anytime soon on yeah. our podcast because we would just <laughs> yell about it. So one of my only uh, things that I will say about this because we won't talk about this is that Chuck um, from Chuck Bartowski from the TV show Chuck shows up in this movie um, as one of the Warriors Three, and I went, "Hey, that's Chuck." Like that was ex- as the most excited that I got into it. Lori and I both did that in the theater, and we were like, "But that he wasn't he wasn't the guy in like the first movie, was no, he?" And then we go back and we found out like he got recast because he was doing Chuck, and they were like, "Hey, uh, either you do this Marvel movie or you don't do your whatever show." And Chuck is one of our favorite shows, Lori and I's favorite shows, and so we were like, "We're glad that he did what he did." And then they they just kicked the other guy out. Like they were like, "Oh, he wants to do it again." Like. See you later. We're gonna we're gonna see you later. So uh, that's that's the best thing that I have to say about Thor: The Dark World. Okay, so I I just want to I want to be clear on this point. You prefer Doctor Selvig running around with no pants on to Yoda fighting Dooku. I just I just want to make sure that I have this right. <laughs> that, okay, that America you're, has it right. That you're we all right. Understand I, I, I probably over. 
I probably oversold that one. I always forget. I'm always too concerned with the romance part in the middle that bogs it down that I always forget. If romance, then yes. It gets yes, the tar yeah. out of episode two. Yeah, but so I, does, but like, I, yeah. anything ever. But yeah. I always forget about Yoda. That's the, that's the only reason why episode The saving two, grace of episode yeah, two. Saving two. Yep. So. You watch the whole movie waiting for those five minutes of crazy. <laughs> All right. What do we got after uh, Thor: The Dark World? We have the world gets bright again, and we have Winter Soldier, and the world gets incredibly bright. This this might be my favorite Marvel movie. This, if we were ranking all of them in numeric, you know, we had to pick one, two, three, all the way through twenty three, this would be right up there in contention for number one. Would probably win. Um, Just such good twist. Right. If you've never seen Winter Soldier, stop listening right now. We're gonna ruin what is an incredible <laughs> movie with, which is crazy. Like I don't believe that just happened. Moments like repeatedly, um, like it twists, and then you don't think it can twist again, and it does. Yeah. Um, just so great. But, I mean, finding out that Shield is really Hydra is just mm-hmm. mind blowing. Um, got the elevator scene, which is maybe my favorite fight in all of Marvel. Oh, that's a that's a fun list. There's a list we'll have to come up with someday. The yeah. best fight scenes in Marvel. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, the elevator will definitely be on the list. Um, and somehow they got Robert Redford to show up and play somebody in this movie. I'm just like, that's that's some legit stuff. Yep, and he's he's really good in it too. Now, um, I, I um, I couldn't agree more. Um, I have it in power as well in the Power Stone and. I, I echo your thoughts. Like, if we were going to rank them, it would be very close to the top, um, if not the top spot. Um, this is where Marvel really showed, like, how they were going to approach the future um, because they they had done so... I mean, all of these were comic book movies up to this point, except for maybe Captain America was a war movie, right? I yeah. mean, uh, like... Thor was kind of like the fantasy sci-fi, or not not sci-fi, but a fantasy movie. Um, but they hadn't really tried like a genre movie, and they so they tried a like a spy thriller, and they just killed it, like just killed it. And, and I was just like, just when you thought that they were like topping themselves, you were like, you could just do any genre of movie, like for the end of time, and just be like, all right, we're going to use this person or this character and we're going to shove it in here and we're going to make this movie you know you have to be careful with some of these things because um that some of them are very beloved characters but we'll get into some other ones later where um it's interesting how they took characters that people could care less about really changed them to what they wanted the marvel cinematic universe to be and still just knocked it out of the park without people like that were uh, they're like, oh, the, I really liked that like character, that team, and um, I hated the way that, that Marvel treated them. You know, most of them yeah. like, yeah, they're kind of a second or third tier team, but they made them cool. You know, yeah. So, um, so I know I'm just talking in code for what we're going to talk about later, but um, I don't want to ruin that too much. But this was, I mean, you hit all the beats. Bucky so, coming back, like, yeah. The, like, the foresight to wait that many movies to bring Bucky back, and like, yeah. just like, well, oh and to have the way they did. I mean, like, 
you have all this buildup. I mean, just, just waiting to get to the movie, like the Winter Soldier, like, who's this guy? I'm pretty sure right. on the trailer they had the clip where he catches the shield. Yeah. Like, Cap yeah. chucks the shield, and the dude just turns around, catches it, and throws it back, and you're like, what? And yeah. then for that to turn out to be Bucky. Like, right. So right. so I, I knew that it was Bucky, but I didn't know enough about it at that point in time. And that's what I liked about, like, kind of, um what we talked about um in maybe maybe it was a little bit earlier but um maybe it was in the justice league conversation i think is that marvel doesn't expect you to know everything about these movies and it's probably a little bit better that you don't because it kind of spoils some of them um but um right about winter soldier timeline uh was when i was really into comics but i didn't i wasn't i wasn't following captain america and so like everyone, everyone, everyone was just like, oh, Ed Brubaker's like Captain America's awesome. This Winter Soldier is like the greatest character. And so I, I took a peek a little bit at what it was. And so that's the only reason I knew like that it was Bucky. Um, but I didn't know anything else other than that, you know, so that had been spoiled. But the, the way that they put all of this together was just so cool. And um, it brings in Sharon Carter um who um has has kind of lasted a little bit longer than i thought it was going to be a little bit of a um oh well here's peggy carter's like uh niece wink or granddaughter wink wink nudge nudge kind of thing um but it's and and of course it brings in falcon too yeah um who's who, who becomes uh uh these it's like a triple or a triangle buddy cop movie like right. with yeah. with the three of them, you know. Um, so I, I just man, there's there's some some great. Uh, that'll we're, be a, a great going. rewatch. We're yeah. still going from the awesomeness that came from this movie because when we yeah. still get Falcon and Bucky if, yep. and Sharon Carter, and and there's still so much that ties back to this. Yeah, so good that's still going, and it's yeah. yeah. I, I don't think Falcon and Winter Soldier get as much play. Um, and especially don't even get their their own um, uh, show if they didn't succeed so well in this movie, you know. So, all right. They somehow made the villain like lovable. Like you just love Bucky. Even by the end right? of the movie, you like Bucky. And like, like especially when they're on the sh- the helicarrier. Oh, and, and like, he's refusing to fight him. And stuff. Fight him See, it's so oh, good. We, right. we, we, yeah, we're okay. gonna try and control ourselves now. Which is good because we can move on. So Guardians of the Galaxy is actually what came out next. This is where I have trouble remembering the order sometimes. Yeah. Once you throw some of these other, especially Guardians, I have trouble remembering where they fall in the release order because they're so right. disconnected in the beginning. Um, I yes. mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're nowhere near. They're not on the same planet, literally, yeah. um, as all these other movies. Um, I had my doubts about this one as a non-hardcore comic book person. That I'm like, I have no idea who these guys are. I, knew, I, I remember seeing it like because you know that by this time like marvel's like really into their like um uh, they weren't owned by disney yet but it's kind of like the uh, what is I mean, Disney's like, like conference thing. yeah exactly like, yeah. yeah they were really into that like throw that slide up there and show people what yeah. like the next phase is and like phase two we were just like okay cool we've got another iron man we've got another um another thor another another cap but what what is guardians of the galaxy like and even so i knew them as the guardians of the galaxy that was like a future team 
like Yondu, and this is going to be like nerd nerd out for like two seconds. Like Yondu isn't necessarily part of this Guardians of the Galaxy. He's part of like this future Guardians of the Galaxy, and and James Gunn was like, I don't care. I'm going to throw him in my movie where I want to, you know. And so like and we're so glad the, he did, right? And that's the that's like the Guardians of the Galaxy that I knew was just kind of like this weird like like dude with a red mohawk that was blue and shot at a whistling arrow and i was just like okay cool like but are these guys going to really carry an actual movie and, and so like boy do they carry it or, um, is it me or is it you, you? I, I lost track of who's, who's i think it's me i think it's me it's you, right. it's an okay yeah. um power stone nice and when we were just talking about Captain America Winter Soldier being first, I think that it's between these two Ooh. for me. I Ooh. like I love Guardians like so much. Like I went and saw it in the theater, um, ten o'clock opening night with uh, a couple of my buddies that I like one of them I really had to drag and be like, no, because okay, sorry, set it up a little bit more. Once you saw the trailer, you were like okay, this is going to be, like, I love Chris Pratt. Both of us love Chris Pratt. You love Chris Pratt because he's Che. I love Chris Pratt because he's um, from Everwood. Why can I not remember his name in Everwood? Um, oh, and Andy Dwyer. He had been Andy Dwyer um, up, up to that point on, uh, on Parks and Rec. But he was just, he was a little bit doughier uh, as Andy Dwyer on uh, Parks and Rec. And we are like, is he really going to be up to the task to be like a leading man? And then like the first trailer, he does the Hemsworth shot where like um, just ripped and you're just like, Oh, okay. Chris Pratt got really serious about his, uh, his super movie uh, or his superhero role. Um, But I had to, I had to convince one of my friends was like, all right, I'm in. And then another one of my friends was like, you guys are not going to take me to a superhero movie at like 10 o'clock at night that I know nothing about. And we took him to it. He still talks about it to this day, um, and is just like, okay, I'm, I'm in. Like, what, what are you going to take me to next? Um, and we failed him after that. I won't go too far into that, but loved Guardians of the Galaxy. So, like a big comic book nerd, somebody that doesn't know anything about it, anybody can love this movie because it's just so much fun and it's just so cool. Like the music is awesome, the comedy is awesome, the action is awesome. Like. Oh my goodness. This is what movies were made for to just have fun, you know? That's that's the best thing that you could say to anybody that wants to watch it. I don't know. Bring the fan together. I put it in the time. It's one below yours. It's not it's not quite in the power for me. It's in the it's in the I just want to watch it over and over again. Um although then listening to you talk about it, I'm like, maybe I should have put it in the power. Um, it's good for us to it, disagree. I like it, it. It's, it's good for us to disagree though. It's it doesn't quite there's just there's a handful that just stood above more than this one for me so it, it falls into the time stone the second highest one but it, everything you said is right i mean it is so much fun it's just a great movie i i had no idea who these guys were and so going in it was kind of a all right i'm just gonna trust marvel at this point yeah we're like nine movies in this is the 10th movie it's like okay i'll give them some i'll give them some leeway and man it's just I, Love this movie. Um, Vin Diesel's best role ever. Um, <laughs> just 
kidding. I really like Dom. Don't, don't, I was going to say, don't, don't do um, that to Dom. I'm just kidding. Don't do I'm that just kidding. To Dom. I love Dom. <laughs> um, and, and this is where we finally, like, really bring Thanos into the picture. I mean, he's still on the edge. Because he's officially been in there from Avengers, right? But this is, like, right. where we really start getting a sense that, like, Thanos is a big deal looming out here. He gets to gotta talk. has got to be coming. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Grimace finally opens his mouth and speaks. <laughs> um Great metaphor too. You're bringing the whole family together for this one. It's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you get it's a it's a better team up than Avengers. I'll give you that. That like the mm-hmm. way the Avengers come together compared to the way these guys come together. I like this one even better than that from that aspect. And Rocket and Groot are just I don't know, Rocket's so much fun. Right. Um, Rocket's I, probably one of my favorite. Like he went from being like a complete unknown to me to like one of my favorite characters. Like I literally bought a um so marvel does a subscription for their digital comics um that year for like my birthday i got some some cash and i i just bought the um marvel like digital comics that you can want you can read as much as you want for like the full year and it's like 60 70 bucks or whatever and i just plowed through like four like um uh runs of guardians of the galaxy and that was the thing they weren't as they weren't very successful like they would just kind of start over and like be like okay we're gonna we're gonna try a different one um but there's a couple of different storylines um annihilation and um a couple of different ones that that really set up what this team eventually became and and i mean drax um in that one is really like they really put up the thanos but it's not like Thanos with like all the Avengers, they kind of they kind of smash those things together. Like the Thanos has always been kind of a big one, like back in the Infinity Gauntlet days, but in this particular series, like he was the big bad, and Drax essentially was made to kill him. And like in that one, he did. Um, but they they incorporate a lot of those things in here, so it's really cool. They they drop some characters and bring some characters in and really make it their own. Or Jim Jim's gun did make it his own. Um, but like, that's how like invested I got in this based off of this movie. I just went back and like, I hadn't been a comic book reader for several years at that point. I had had, we'd had two kids and it was just like, okay, I don't have that much time for this, but like they were getting up, up there in age. And so I was like, oh, okay. And that was what I did like at night to just fall asleep was just read some comics. And, uh, but guardians is just such a, a, it was just so much fun. I, I know I keep saying that, but it just um, is. It is. Yeah. Um, um, the the ending, um, and um, Ronan, <laughs> Ronan being it, it it had a really high level of potential failure. I mean, I I remember sitting in the in the theater and Laurie and I was just watching it, and I was, he was like, "What are you doing?" And he was just like, dance off, and I was like what is going on and like the more you go back to it it's so funny because it's, it's just so now funny. like it's his character but at, yeah. the, at, the, at that point i was like oh no did they ruin the end of this movie <laughs> no they bring it and back then, around yeah and then they bring it back around with like them all like holding hands together and it's just it, it's got that like tilted version of that 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 different version of the um, the Avengers theme that goes along with it yeah. and it becomes like the Marvel theme uh, but it has that one and it was just so like goosebumps like I'm still getting goosebumps like thinking about it like right now like I'm just like oh man I thought for a second that they were going to lose it and they just killed it 
Well, because you nailed um, it super high when when he says we yeah. are Groot, you're like yeah. almost yeah. in tears that like gets yeah. off to yeah. the sacrificial <laughs> move, and then you're right. like, he's still here. How are we going to finish this? And yeah, yeah, you think they're just going to mess it up for a second? You're like, what? Yeah. Nope, it's money. It's part Ronan, Ronan kind of gets a bad rap. I think everybody's like, oh no, he's he's one of the worst ones, but. He's intense. He's literally bathing in the blood of his enemies to Seriously, start the movie. He's, freaky, he's like... scary. I, <laughs> I can't say that like I like Ronan because that just sounds wrong to like it's someone that bathes. But like right. as a villain, like I found him enjoyable. Um, I'm, I'm glad he comes back again. We get a little vision of young Ronan from Captain Marvel. It's a fun tie-in. Okay. I wish they did a little bit more with that, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But um, the Ronan in the comics is kind of this, he, he kind of floats back and forth. He's more of kind of an anti-hero than a, like a tried and true villain. Um, I, I wish they would have incorporated some more of that instead of burning him as a baddie, but it's not the worst thing in the world. So, And hey, anytime James Gunn wants to bring his brother along to play with right? guys... And I get to What's, who is he? I, I, I was just gonna say Kurt. I was like, Kurt. I was like, I was like, he, the dude from Gilmore Girls is the yeah. way that I always remember him. That's, and then I was that's, like, that's yeah. who he is. Yeah, um, Mike King, that was for you. Um, you're you you're not the only person that watches that with your wife. So, <laughs> uh, these two dudes do that too. All yeah. right, what do we what do we got next? We got uh, we're uh, on to the Age of Ultron. Age of the Ultron. Avengers are back. Yep, and it's a fighting big Europe our first, own monster right? that we made. Um, and for me, this one falls down to Mindstone. Um, so I, I I struggled with this. I thought because fun movie, it just jumps right in, right? Because we don't mm -hmm. we don't have to team up. We're already a team. Right. Um, although the fact that we were all disbanded and now we're all of a sudden together is a little bit of a hole for me. But like, right? Wait, how did we all get back here? Um, but I don't really care as soon as they start that fight. And it's it's great. Um, like, the, the band's all back together. We're kicking butt. We're doing our thing. And so it's great. But you can, and, and, and it's really cool seeing, really seeing the cracks for Civil War starting to really start to open up. Some yeah. The tension's mm -hmm. building. But I don't know. As, as I just looked at the whole list, I was just like, how, where does this really add in? Like, it just doesn't have as much power as, as a lot of the others for me. And so the fact that we're all together again, that it's like an Avengers movie, like I think made it seem better than it really was in some ways. That, that was that the, the thing that I struggled with. The story is not really as, well. as good as the visual and the fact that everyone, I mean, you get to introduce Scarlet Witch and, and Quicksilver nope, nope. and stuff. You get to, you get to introduce Wanda well, Maxima. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Wanda Maxima. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, My Fox. Bad. Sorry, sorry, Fox. Fox. <laughs> My apologies. Um, sorry. I, I mean, you bring some really cool stuff in. James Spader, I, I really liked as Ultron. I don't know that that he's a it's a good villain in the one hand, but it's also mm -hmm. a villain like I don't understand him all the time. Yeah, um, that some of the plan, some of the logic supposedly just doesn't quite add up for me, and so it it just fell down a, a little bit, which really has more to do with just how good some of the other movies are for me, not necessarily how any problems per se with this one. Yeah, and and. Um, it's been a while since I watched that one. I probably should rewatch that one. Um, I should have rewatched it whenever uh, WandaVision came out because that that one plays off of that one um, a decent amount. I don't understand how a like a villain like Ultron 
who's like this powerful robot who's basically in he's in the internet remember in the internet in the system he's everywhere he's he's everywhere and like his big plan is to pick up a hunk of the earth and slam it back into the earth (laughs) in order to like cause global chaos yeah I, I don't know it was just maybe i'm forgetting some of the, the the plot beats on that but that's essentially what it boiled down to right yeah okay he's just gonna it, wipe out human human life and it, it, he, he has some line about like all that's gonna be left is metal and it's like mm-hmm. okay so he could basically nuke people's bank accounts and like do that all like, already and send everybody back to like the stone age um but i digress and i i liked spader in it as the voice um something about his metal teeth i remember he had like teeth or something like they tried to make his like mouth like different and it was just weird but i, I liked him teaming up with the maximoffs um i liked him having like the crimson cowl like uh, look there was enough of like a little comic book nods and beats and stuff like that i really loved them in the party when thor thinks that uh captain america is going to pick up the hammer for like oh, a second yeah. and like freaks out and then it's just like oh, oh. yeah <laughs> you know one's worthy and then they start talking about the if it's in the elevator elevator's not worthy <laughs> like like some of that stuff is really and that's where joss whedon's like at his best you know is is some of those levity moments but yeah ultimately uh, i had it in the um space stone so just to tear up right okay. you had mind yeah you had mind stone um and i really struggled with whether i should pop it down into the mind stone but i liked enough of it like um the maximoffs really really help it i thought they go from villain to uh heroes in there and um i do love that hawkeye is the one that, that causes that switch too right in a lot of ways mm-hmm. you know very that, true. that's a really cool scene very true and and it does set up i think the the thing that i i probably give it more credit is it sets up a lot of things to come it in into the future and it, it's a transition movie maybe we should kind of start labeling we need a transition stone um, yeah this is the gauntlet it's not one of the stones um, right i don't know so i mean similar to what we talked about with iron man 2 and even iron man 3 I mean, iron man 3 is a little bit more so like that's that's still a very solo movie but i felt like iron man 2 was like hey let's just get you to avengers you know yeah. we're gonna we're gonna introduce some characters and we're gonna have some fun whereas civil war is almost a little bit of that for some of the stuff for like a black panther movie but I don't know. They they do a really good job of introducing these people, and so that they show up later in in other movies, um, before it's like their solo movie. So, did you have anything else on uh, Age of no. Ultron? No, I think that was that was good. So we're on to on to Ant Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I have this in Time Stone, and I know that that's high, um, but similar to Guardians of the Galaxy. And it was just such an unknown. I mean, I know Ant-Man, I know Hank Pym, but I was worried because they were like, oh, we're going to do Scott Lang. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I know of Scott Lang, but I don't really know like his whole thing. Um, why wouldn't you do Hank Pym? And I just kind of get wrapped around the axle of that. And then, and like I said, by this point, I'm just kind of off the internet, not looking at stuff. I'm just going to come in here and enjoy these. So the first trailer you see, oh, Hank Pym's in this. 
Like it's just going to be him, like, like uh, yeah, giving the mantle great. over over to to Scott Lang. So, and it's very similar to to Guardians. It's just a fun movie that doesn't take itself too seriously, almost to a fall. Like there's there's almost a little too much comedy. Well, as soon as you cast Paul Rudd, you can't right take exactly. Too you can't take I mean, yourself seriously at all. And that was the thing that I was worried about. Was like, okay, are they just going to poke too much fun at themselves? But he 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 he's serious when he needs to be, and the the movie is serious when it needs to be, and will take you out of it if they if they find themselves getting too serious and kind of uh, getting all over the place. I I, I love the his. Um, his break-in trio, his heist trio uh, Ooh, that he yeah. has with him, um, and all of the uh, the fun that comes with that. And Michael Pena's character is just so top-notch. So amazing. Like, I, I, we're we're going to have to have a rundown of, of sidekicks from Marvel. <laughs> and let me and just tell gonna, you, Luis, gonna be, Luis is high on the list, ladies and gentlemen. He's, he's, he's very high. Like, oh. <laughs> and if you ever think we talk too much, we're still not at Luis level, okay? So you can, you can feel okay. Yeah. That for you. Um, so, so that that's uh, I'll, I'll kick it over to you. So, so that I don't um, take up too much of it. I I threw this into space stone. It was tough. I I wrestled between time and space. Um, okay. Where you had it and just one right below. Okay. Um, in the end, it, it was kind of a weird. So I didn't feel like I could put Ant Man and Ant Man and Wasp in the same. And mm. so, we'll get to that later. But it, it is so enjoyable. Um, I think sometimes it relies a little bit too much that you have this great cast and it like you have Michael Douglas and I really love Paul Rudd. Uh, I'm a friend's guy, so he's Mike. Um, <laughs> but and, and Luis, like we said, Michael Payne's character is hilarious. Yeah. But it was kind of just those beats, and then like you get to the actual plot of the movie, and it's good. It's solid. It's not like we're talking about Thor: Dark World or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I just had to knock it down a little bit because there's questions on stuff like does he really like learn how to use the ant-man suit in like a week because that's what it feels like like maybe at most at the week where he goes from like freaking out because he's shrunk to i can jump through the the keyhole of a door and pop out on the other side like fully like it just felt bit, really yeah. fast mm -hmm. i mean you have the cool training montage and then you can't take too long that and the villain looks like our friend mj is always a little freaky <laughs> in this movie um it's really fun and i didn't know what to expect going in because i knew almost nothing about ant-man going in uh, a little bit from like uh the marvel avengers cartoons i think that they were on occasion at my house at that point because mm -hmm. they were on some on netflix or something and and yeah kids would stream, mm -hmm. watch those occasionally and, and ant-man would show up a little bit but um but he's like literally the dude that like brings ants to the party i mean and they did incorporate some of that did. stuff into it and you know did. into his, into his movie rather than like there's not a whole lot of that in like the the Avengers and stuff like that to go on afterwards, but yeah. Um, I know I know Hank Pym's like a seriously secretive dude and tried to keep all his stuff to himself for all these years, but it's been like 50 years and like no one else has figured out any of his stuff at this point. And it's just I like, love it. I love how, it. It's how does like his tech only work on ants, by the way? How can he only communicate with ants? And like there's no other, you couldn't find anything like bigger, a little tougher, a little more useful. I mean, I know they do some really cool stuff. But even he blows some of them up for a reason, you know. He makes giant ants and stuff to, to do stuff. <laughs> no, they they filled out the cast so well. Um, so well. Like uh, Bobby Cannavale is the um, cop um, guy that's like um, that's the stepdad or mm -hmm. or about to be the stepdad, and he he's so good in it. And um, Michael Douglas, 
yeah, yeah. warming up. Yeah, Michael Douglas is fantastic in it. I thought that he might. I was like, oh, maybe this is like Redford where they're casting him, but he he had to he had to carry a lot more of the movie than Redford did. Redford kind of came in and was just like, what's up, everybody? Yeah, I'm a Redford. Like, I'm, I'm here for the spy movie. Finds yeah. Me. yeah. <laughs> I'll this guy. So no, it's um he he does a, a great job of it he's got this dry wit through the whole thing that like really bounces off of Rudd. Him and Rudd just yeah, yeah. It, it works great. and then of course Evangeline Lily like um I really liked her on Lost but I was worried like I was like oh man is she is she gonna turn into like a, a movie star or is this gonna be just kind of like we talked about some of these uh in, in our other podcasts about these 80s or, or maybe even like late 2000s uh, kind of Shannon Sossaman and the I can't even think of the lady's name in the replacements that we talked about that you're just yeah. kind of like oh where do these people go and you I was kind of like man she did really well in Kate um, in Lost but I was like oh is she just going to be that one and done like everybody's going to think about her as this and then she nope. just comes in and kills it in this movie I mean she does a really good job and you're like oh that's awesome. I mean, enough for them to like spin off into another ant. I mean, she gets co-billing in the in the in the next movie that we're going to talk about a little bit later. But and deservedly so. Yeah, um, I, I love like the training montage where she's the one that's teaching him how to fight because she's just awesome. You teach me how to punch. You teach me how to punch. <laughs> Holds up his hand. She punches him in the face. Face. Great. That's a, that's how to take a punch. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I, I like I like it a lot. I know I probably overrated just a tiny little bit, and I'm glad to see that it's only one um, a one tier on that. No, so. it was it was tough. That was that was a tough one even to push that far down because it's a really great movie. So that brings us to uh, an epic showdown. Um, we're on to Civil War. Technically, billed as a Captain America movie, and and I see how it's a Cap movie, but when you have everyone show up in it, it's hard to remember that it's not an avengers movie technically you know it's literally an avengers movie i I can't Um, i can't i mean the the storyline is focused around cap and bucky Mm -hmm. and but it's pony stairs just as much so right um once once you throw iron man and cap in like no this is an avengers movie and this one's got to be power for me i mean this is this is up there such such an essential moment that, that plays into so much of what happens throughout the mcu that you have this falling out Love the twist that we fall out. We have the epic confrontation with the two sides full of superheroes. Um, my dad still refuses to watch this movie because he's like, I don't want to watch the heroes fight each other. It was so funny um, that you like, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that's exactly what I heard a lot. Like, why are we teaching our kids when the superheroes fight each <laughs> other? <laughs> that stuff's complicated. Uh, I mean, the two teams facing off is crazy. And then you think, all right, they're all in jail and then you see tony kind of have this like change of heart and you're like oh good we're gonna fix it all um and everything's gonna be all right by the end and you're kind of feeling good and then it just really falls apart we didn't even didn't even fall apart before that now it really fell apart yeah yeah um and just crazy it it was cool though to ask some like deeper questions and have some deeper thoughts about like superheroes and like what's Mm -hmm. these are still real people you know um and that that probably hit home more in this movie than any of the others like these are real guys that deal with real stuff and there's there's hard questions to ask that it's not always simple even for them and it's it's great you get to introduce black panther we mm-hmm. finally got to see spider-man which so many people have been clamoring for because we finally got permission which is just awesome to see all these characters 
and they they do it really well, bringing everybody in together. Some of them just cold like that too. Yeah, the like Spider Man and Black Panther introducing them so seamlessly is why this works so well, and the. To, to kind of go back to what you were talking about, um, I was talking with one of my friends today about the Justice League in DC and them being so much better. Th- like their themes that they that they bring to the table are probably more involved, and they're probably are or they are um, at a higher level. Like they're they're more um, academic for the lack of a better term, like right, and that they can come to my my brain. Marvel's kind of playing it like this, like this lower level. They want to appeal to like that kid and the parent audience and they don't want to get too deep. This was the time that I felt like they, they took the leap into, no, we're going to tell some more grown up stories. We're still going to have some fun for your kids, you know, but we're going to talk about some hard things so that you can talk with your kids about some hard things. Why they don't understand why all these people just don't get along that the heroes aren't getting along, you know? And, and I think that it's important so that they can understand how to resolve conflict whenever they grow up, you know, where, I mean, we have, we have kids and like we have some, uh, some, some friends that they get along with really well. And some friends that take, like take a little bit of time for them to be like, oh, I can't believe they talked to me that way. And it's like, well, you know, those are easy introductory conversations as to like, Hey, even like the most powerful beings in the world can't all get along, even when they're on the, the right side, you yeah. know? Um, Zemo is one of my like favorite MCU villains. I, I wasn't a big Avengers guy in like comic books and stuff like that. He, he pulls out like this pink and yellow, like fur collared suit in the comic books. And he kind of looks like a weirdo. Um, but they, they played him really like, hey, you get the nod humanized. to it. Yeah. 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 Um, but like in this, like he's just a dude and it's almost like the reverse or the villain style Batman, you know, he, I mean, we find out later he's a, he's a baron and he's rich. Um, but he, and he even says it in the, in the, uh, in one of his lines in the movie, he's just like, I was just a man with enough time to like put all of these clues together to figure out like who you guys were and what all of these things were um, because he had lost his family, you know, yeah. and it kind of kicks back to Avengers Age of Ultron, where the Sokovia and all the Sokovia chords and things that go along with that. Um, it was, it was just a great extension of all the world building that they've done. And here's another story and another person that's been wronged. Like some of these are like, though, this side is like, Oh, Tony wronged these people. And so now we have this, you know, yeah. uh, we'll talk about some more of those in the future. <laughs> so I don't want to kill, kill a couple of those, but like, sometimes it's like, Oh, Tony did this and cap did this. And, and so the Avengers doing, did this. Yeah. yeah. Having, having superheroes that are not infallible. And yeah. like that, that mm-hmm. that's the point of the, yep. you know, that like we don't always get this right. And we don't know who has the right answer all the time. They're like there's a discussion to be had and there's, there's, to figure out here that it's not just this is always the good guy and he's always good and everything he does is good yeah um there's questions there yeah cap even says it he's like i know that i know that this is hard for you to understand but he's my friend and like tony gives that killer line was like i thought it was your friend too and you're just like oh dude like oh like how how rough how rough of a go is that and but those are things that happen in life you know like if 
Um, so, and you gotta, you gotta balance those things out and you have to try to make the right decisions, the best decisions that you can. And life's not always easy. So I don't know. Yeah. Really um, good. That's lots of good questions. So, yeah. Um, so one, uh, Dr. Strange Ooh. is next and we, we get off, uh, we get off the beaten path here a lot yeah. because there's, some, yeah, there's no tie-ins to this. It's it's very similar in the the same vein as Ant Man, right? Um, we kind of we kind of go straight. Oh, uh, th they had that, that little Falcon tie in, like in the middle of it, right? Remember well, he goes and, and, I mean, you have an original tie in in Ant Man because you have a Howard Stark connection, so like you kind of yeah. know, mm -hmm. like you get to. I mean, it's not, but like Doctor Strange is just out of nowhere. It's just off on its own. Um, so it was a little Guardians esque, I guess I could say. That's probably a little bit better, um, and. Uh, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, he is uh, Sherlock. Yes. Um, the new BBC Sherlock was excellent. Uh, it kind of kind of tapers off after a little while, but uh, um, really, really good. Um, uh, How funny he, is it, by the way, that we have two sets of Sherlock and Watsons? Right. Because his Watson in, shows, in up. shows up. Right? Robert Downey Jr. plays Sherlock, and his Watson shows up eventually. <laughs> um, yep. Uh, that's funny. I forgot about Jude Law and Captain Marvel. I was like, where's Jude Law? Oh, yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah, for like two seconds, I forgot about him. That's funny. Uh, if you want some Sherlock's and some Watson's, then Marvel. Come to the MCU. Just, just, yeah, wait for 23 movies, and they'll eventually get all of them in there. So, um, so Doctor Strange, uh, it was another leap that I was, I was worried about. They can get really weird uh, with this, and they really do. I remember being in a theater and that time and when he kind of goes through the um it's just psychedelic is yeah, when she trips the first when time she, and yeah just messes with him yeah and, and and seeing like the i don't know if they would be able to show like him leaving his body and it not looking corny like when they start in like 08 with uh with iron man but by this time they've built so much there's so oh. much capital and like so much money that they're just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, we can do that. We can show people like being popped out of their bodies, like as if their soul is not in their in their body yeah. anymore. No we can deal. do that. Um, and we and the the opening scene with Tilda Swinton's character, um, it's almost like Inception. Like yeah, it's like it's like Christopher Nolan like Inception stuff where things are folding in on time. It's and crazy. Mads Mads Mickelson gets to show up and he's a he's a he doesn't get to do enough in this movie is I think is one of the bigger like faults of this one is like they spent a little bit too much time building Doctor Strange up because no one knows who he is. Um, but I still I still like it. I've got it in the Mindstone, by the way. I, I put it in with yes. uh, Thor Thor. Yeah, um so fun. it's it's like right there um like just just a little bit below middle you know um so that, that's a hard one for me to do i i wanted to kind of move it up because it's just so ambitious and the visuals are so cool there's just something just a little bit lacking to get it up into the and i can't even form. describe what it is yeah like i can't even tell you what it is but like it's just not it just doesn't hit the same level as some of those other things which is surprising i mean I'm with you. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. 
Um, I like Rachel McAdams. I think mean, she's really good in I this. I felt that their relationship wasn't as good. They had a good, like, kind of jokey play with each other, but I didn't really take them seriously, like, as a as a, as couple. a couple. I don't know. Well, because he can't be in a couple beforehand. He's he's too much of a jerk, so it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Comes through very he, – he plays that really well in this one. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he – she was made for this role. I don't know. I, I like, I remember the little bit I knew about Dr. Strange and then hearing that he was going to be in it. And that was enough to make me excited just because I'm like, I could see Benedict Cumberbatch in a Marvel movie. Okay. I'm in. So it was, it was really good. I don't like the ending that much. I think that's part of what nailed it down. The weird, like, I'm just going to put you in a time loop and you're going to get annoyed and give up and go away. Like, right. What? I mean, and don't, I mean, the whole Dormammu thing, is a little out there as well, like you said. I mean, it's Doctor Strange, so I, they did yeah. a really good job of keeping it grounded enough mm. for normal people to hang with it. I think we're gonna see a whole lot more craziness in the next Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, I think we're gonna go off the rails a little more because we've <laughs> we've built it up so that we can. So that'll be interesting. But I, Dormammu fell a little flat for me, and I don't know the the whole. I'm just gonna put you in this time loop. I mean, it's cool from a character development standpoint where he goes from mm-hmm. being the total jerk who can't do anything for himself to I'm willing to stick myself in this time loop and die mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. and over and over if it saves everybody else. Yeah. Like it's cool, but I don't know, it just didn't it just wasn't as good as all the other stuff that's higher on this list. So it dropped down to Mindstone. Yeah, it's reminiscent it of uh did you ever watch um Live Die Repeat or um, yes. with uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. That that last little bit reminded me of that that movie a lot. Where it was just it was very very close or a very small section of him just over and over and over again. But yeah, I I, I felt like they could have come up with something just a little bit more. It's hard to tell so many original stories with with as many movies as they have, but um, they just have so much backstory to play with that you could just kind of you can pick and choose what you want to throw out there you know um so and people have been kind of play testing these things since like the 1940s 1930s you know so i don't know let's move on to the next one we've got the third movie in uh, phase three and that is guardians of the galaxy volume two which is uh, i got two words baby group Okay, Baby Groot is amazing. The opening scene where he's dancing and they're fighting, it just, if you need to understand the Guardians of the Galaxy, just watch those first five minutes of, Gal- of Guardians 2, and you get right. a good sense for who everybody is. You understand how the team works, mm-hmm. what everybody's role is, and you get to watch an adorable Baby Groot, who's only trumped by angsty teenage Groot later on in right. Infinity War and stuff. <laughs> um, that being said, and, and there's some really, like, the Drax Mantis Banter is not really the right word because it's weird and awkward, but like whatever they have going there between them, the dialogue, you know, scenes with those two are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Rocket and Yondu have some really fun stuff. Oh, yeah. The whole scene where they break out, where Groot's going to get the the, the fin thing and keeps bringing them random stuff <laughs> is, is priceless. But overall, I had to put in the space one because Ego's whole plan is weird, and I'm just not mm-hmm. the biggest fan of... Well, which I mean, it's kind of like the whole plot. Like we're meeting Quill's father, and Quill has this—he has this weird plan to take over the universe and do what exactly? I to cover it in lava, globby. I don't know what that stuff is. Lava um, globby. 
<laughs> Blue lava globby. Blue lava globby. <laughs> I mean, there's there's things that make up for the weirdness of that part. Stuff like Yondu floating and him telling me it looks like Mary Poppins. I may or may not have a shirt that says I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many good parts like that. But it's all sitting on this, like, background of this weird plane from Ego. So it drops to, to space for me, which, I mean, it's still up there because when it's good, and it's good. That's it. literally where I have it is space. I felt that that was a perfect, like a perfect place for it because when it's good, it, its highs are really high, but its lows are pretty low. I, I, I felt the same way about ego. Like at the very beginning of the movie, you kind of start to see some of this stuff and you're like, oh, okay, I can, I can see where this is headed. And then and you can totally see the foreshadowing, like the, his dad's just not a, a good dude. Um, yeah. So, so it doesn't come out of left field but just some of the execution of it like kurt russell's fine in it he he hams it up kind of towards the end but i i i enjoyed the movie but upon rewatches like some of the stuff that moves the plot ahead is some of my least favorite stuff my 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 favorite stuff is the character beats you know rocket's still funny like rocket whenever he's putting all the mines on like people's heads to like the electric the electricity mines and he's just like (laughs) sitting up in the uh, tree just laughing yeah shoots these guys up in the air left and right (laughs) oh it's so good and like you said yondu it ends so well like for for so like the it doesn't end well with like star lord's um, relationship with the ego but yondu sacrificing himself and him understanding that yondu yondu was the father that he wanted all along or had all along but not yeah. necessarily what he knew and why he protected him all the time and, and i mean he really sticks his neck out for him like they mutiny against him and he almost dies you know yeah. because he's sticking his head out there for uh, star lord and it's just uh it's it's one that always gets me like right at the end i'm always like oh yeah uh yondu gets it at the end of this like um and it's and it's it's a really cool like even though um at the end they have like the um part of the the ravagers all the the ravager yeah Yeah. ravagers they give him the little farewell that he wasn't supposed to get get. yep so um it it was it, it 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 always ends well and makes you think that it's a better movie than it is, it which is, <laughs> um, which is, um, I mean, it's probably more like literally what the mind stone means, but I still want to rank it in the space stone. Cause like it's, it, I think it's better than the movies that I have in the mind. There's stone, people that so. think I'm in this movie. What? So, so, uh, this is us. Um, yeah. Toby, uh-huh. Right. Yeah. It's Toby. Yeah. Yeah. I get asked all the time. By people have you seen this is us and i'm like yeah thanks <laughs> um for one i'm like great you told me i look like that guy which i do um but he plays that's crispy Sullivan. he plays taser face yes and so in my head every time someone asks me have you seen this is us you just told me i look like taser face that's that's the way it translates <laughs> in my brain there's a million prosthetics um, on that, dude. I, know, I can never I know, in a million years do you know do you know yeah. lex luther's in this movie from smallville Oh no! Which he one? plays like one of the Ravagers that looks like he's all made of ice. Um, oh, yeah, I know that dude. That's, okay, that's Michael Rosenbaum. Yeah. Um, that's funny. I didn't realize that. And he has like a weird. Yeah, he has a, a weird voice like that goes along yeah. with it too. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally yeah. weird. He's in he's in uh, Stallone's crew, right? Yeah. Okay. 
taser face. Um, and so that that seems hilarious too, by the way. Not that we can repeat no. most of what's in that most scene. <laughs> I feel so bad that I can't help but just crack up. Um, Every single time. When my 12 year old daughter's laughing too, I want to be like, hey, you're not supposed to laugh. You're not supposed no. to know what mm -hmm. that means. But she's in middle nope. school, so I don't have my hopes up that, right. that she gets more of that than I want to admit. But <laughs> so yeah, um, belongs in the space stone. Our next uh, movie is uh, uh, is in the Space Stone for me as well, and it's Spider Man Homecoming. Um, I I think I might have overrated this one just a little bit because there was such a long gap between really good Spider Man movies. You know, I, I rank. I mean, we're not going to rank all the the non MCU Spider Mans in not here. Not yeah, <laughs> but um, like one and two are really good movies, and then it just falls off a cliff with three. And um, deep yeah, like Amazing Spider Mans were the first one was okay, and then the second one was just an absolute nightmare. And so, just being able to see like Tom Holland come in and and take. Um, take the reins on like the young Spidey, like the teenage Spidey, like where he should be, and then them making a movie. If you've never read Spider Man and you don't want to try to find like 500 issues of like trying to figure out like what his whole like story arc is, like do yourself a favor and read Ultimate Spider Man. It's probably easier to find, easier to get. And it's basically they did just a retelling of it. And it's very similar to like what this is. It's like him in high school they kind of play around with some like roles of like people in in different spots but it's a really good high school movie we i, I put it in my honorable mentions in like high school movies and we did that ranking a, a few weeks back and it, it's just it's a really fun high school movie that is masquerading as a as a, as a superhero movie right absolutely yeah so you went where did you put this again space Space and you thought you were too high, yeah. Because I went time. Whoa. I love this movie. It is Ned, the guy in the chair. Ned, is, guy in the chair, <laughs> is up there. Okay, he's not Luis, but he's close. Yeah, um, it's just fun, and it, it's just cool to see that that teenage Spider. And they they finally nailed Spider Man for me. Like yeah. Andrew Garfield, I, I I enjoyed Amazing Spider Man, but he's too cool. Like there's just a little too much cool there. Yeah, and. After we had Spider-Man 3, I try not to think about Tobey Maguire because, like you said, it falls off a cliff. And all I can picture is emo Peter Parker walking around in that one all sad and dejected. I just can't do it. <laughs> Y'all don't have the visual I have of Troy doing that now, but Tom Holland is so good. I love him as Spider-Man, as Peter Parker. He he just, he hits everything he needs to. Like, mm -hmm. he's kind of this, he's just a kid. Like, he's all, like, kind of shy and insecure. And, like, you can see him, like, starting to like this girl and mm -hmm. but he can't you know pull the trigger and like everything's relatable yeah. about him as a 16 year old kid and you're like he's spider-man like and it's just cool to see inside his head that way i know that they poke fun at it like tony stark showing up and like making comments about how hot aunt may is like yeah, she's may. young <laughs> but then and at first it seems weird because you're used yeah, to aunt young, may young, like yeah, seven year old aunt lady may is weird. but when you start yeah. thinking about it why the heck is aunt may so old yeah in the other ones like why she's aunt may like was was she really great aunt may like how in the world technically i think that she's supposed to be great great aunt may but okay. yeah like especially because they didn't reboot his like his um origin story again 
you know i mean it was they very just kind nice of to not reboot the origin yeah, story too that was pretty yeah, they just kind of they could um, they could have fun with a, it it's really cool we're gonna have two of these um not in a row because there's a little gap but like they did such a good job of introducing him mm-hmm. and then still giving you what feels almost like an origin story like us getting to know him but it's actually still continuing that story like right we didn't go backwards in time like right. we moved forward from where we've already seen him and they do the same thing with black panther and do it really well in both but like I'm feeling like I'm kind of getting to know this. Like it's sort of the origin thing. Like it's a grounding, but I'm still moving the overall story forward. And we're still moving forward in time. And the, the whole Tony becoming a mentor thing in this one is really cool. That was um, so, that was, that was probably one of the biggest home runs that they had in this, their relationship. Um, and, and it pays off in future movies that we'll talk about like in such a. It pays off in such a good way that it might've almost made me cry. Right. It got really dusty, like both physically and emotionally. <laughs> Sorry. No, I, I I love Homecoming. Um, Keaton does a really good villain. Like he, um, yeah, we didn't get to Steve. Um, yeah, yeah. He there was this there was this movie called Mercury Rising, like that Bruce Willis. It was like early '90s, maybe mid '90s. And he plays this villain, and I can't even remember what the movie's about, but I remember in the trailer, like, he had this face on, like, and you were just, like, like he played Batman, so he's got that fear and that menacing, but, like, from a villain standpoint, you're just, like, oh, okay, Michael Keaton's gonna come in here, and he's gonna be, like, okay, yeah, I'm a horrible villain, but he plays it really well, and Vulture's not, like, this big, like, he's probably one of the worst Marvel villains, and I was worried, like, truly. Like, you're um, bringing out vulture for this right and but he he does a lot with it in a i know who you are and like and the scared like the the this the the kid going to pick up the girl from like for homecoming and the scary and the scary dad and like how they put those two things together i really enjoyed that like he probably didn't like he wasn't as menacing as he probably or he wasn't on spider-man's level but like just that like brought him his emotions brought him into like this insecure place you know i I don't know i I, and he he dispatches him kind of easily once he kind of gets over that at the end of the movie and so it's it's a little too tidy but uh, i still really like the movie um and it it, it, they do a good job with it and it's cool to see the again we're seeing fallout from previous movies like his whole job they're cleaning up the mess of mm, mm-hmm. you know that's really like what, i really Avengers like that. and stuff and yep. like mm-hmm. that's a really cool tie-in that like black market weapons and all yeah. this crazy stuff and, and, yes. and he becomes this out of desperation like it's it's almost a villain that you understand more than any other because he doesn't start mm. off that way like yep. he gets kind of hosed out of this job and like is just trying to and get carried away with it and next thing you know he's this guy that's yep. robin just a, a, big, a, big, a victim of circumstance, right? Yeah. So you've got the the next one. We've got Ooh. Thor Ragnarok. This one, this this was a, I had to wrestle with this one because this movie is hilarious. I love this movie, but I couldn't quite bump it up to power. I had to leave it down in time, but it's definitely there. I mean, it's solid. I could watch this movie like every day. It feels like because it's so funny. Who knew Chris Hemsworth was this funny before he became Thor? Like, I don't know if we knew all this. And you're going to have to tell me again how to say the director's name because I messed it up. 
Taika Waititi. Thank you. Is like my new hero because he this is so funny. He's supposed to direct some Star Wars movie. Like there's all these rumors and I can't wait to, to see more. The Thor and Hulk stuff is just hilarious. It, it's all that, and then you are, and then you throw Jeff Goldblum into the mix, and I'm I'm always on board for that. And so it, it's funny. It it really furthers some some of these character developments, like mm-hmm. Hulk and mm-hmm. Thor go through so much, and then you oh, throw yeah. in some Valkyrie and Loki. It, it's deceptively extremely character driven and heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It, you're laughing, and yet it's incredibly heavy at the same time. Uh, it's. And it starts from the get-go. I mean, like his whole little like monologue to the skeleton at the beginning is both hilarious and like kind of disturbing. Yeah. Um, when you really get past it, like it, it's so good. And I mean, come on, you got this whole theme: Asgard is a people. Um, mm-hmm. That the 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 pastor that likes to make metaphors out of stuff didn't even have to try with this movie. This is like right. Do I have to explain this one to you guys? You already get it, right? <laughs> um, Can I just say Thor: Asgard is a people? Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Church, anyone? Um, it's it's really great. It landed in time for me, but it was a struggle not to put it in power. So I I did the I did what you could not, and I put it in power um, because it is so fantastic. All of the things that you said, it's it, it. So I've got so far just to kind of remind of this is my last one. Oh no. Um, so we've got Avengers, Winter Soldier, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor Ragnarok, and kept in Civil War, like in power. And so we've got some serious ones in there, but I've also got two like big time like funny ones in there um, with uh, Thor Ragnarok. And just like you said, uh, uh, Taika Waititi like brought such a good energy to this. It's not just a ripoff of Guardians of the Galaxy. It's its own thing. Like, but it has yeah. a sense of like that same like. Uh, he felt like, oh, okay, James Gunn can do that. I can do that with my movie. Like, you you want me to do that? I'll do that too. You know, and it's got its own like like it's got its own beats to it, and and it makes you really like feel for uh, Banner like yeah. all throughout it i mean thor's thor's going through his own thing and and he's he's got this weird like 180 on on his dad and all of the things that came for him and like he's got this like deep like family trust issue that like cropped up with like his sister coming back and kate blanchett does pretty well in this she goes from being like super overpowered to being not overpowered in the span of like a little bit but it it also kind of i mean thor is thor is thor i mean like it's like he he's supposed to be like are you thor the god of hammers right (laughs) um it there's just so many like it if we were to do like favorite line out of this movie, I think we would probably get close to um, 10 things I hate about you oh, territory man. with um, uh, executioner um, oh. with his guns, Des and Troy, like together they destroy like, <laughs> like stuff like that. Like it's, it's a, uh, it, it plays every beat the way that it needs to be. It, it might be a little bit too cheesy in some parts, um, but it's very endearing in that way. And um, I, I could watch it 
every single day like all of these other ones and just enjoy it enjoy it um one of one of our favorite lines that comes from it like the boys anytime it's anybody's birthday they would do the jeff goldblum like whenever they steal his it's my birthday birthday. (laughs) (laughs) like oh it's so fun and and those are the things that make you like like reminisce about a movie and really enjoy there's so much really good physical comedy in this movie too i mean like Mm -hmm. stuff where like thor throws the ball off the window like (laughs) in the face (laughs) and he just hops up and tries to play it off like was that in the script or did he just accidentally hit himself and you guys liked it i don't know right um my favorite my when banner just hits the bridge like he thinks he's gonna turn into hulk and jumps out of the ship (laughs) (laughs) that's just smack Everyone's just like stunned, just watching. Like, what was that? Uh, so oh. good, so good. Okay. Um, so that's uh, that's got me next. Black Panther. You you just keep repeating yourself that eventually some of these are going to fail, right? And um, but seeing Black Panther in Civil War, the expectation went up. Like yeah. like how how well. They integrated him into the the movie with very little um, fanfare to a backstory as to who he is, and Chadwick Boseman was just awesome in this role, and everybody that they surrounded him with was awesome as well. Michael B. Jordan might be one of the more intriguing um, MCU villains, along with Zemo. Because they're people that you can you you see and you understand where they're coming from, but they're they just take it a little step too far, right? You know, yeah. he sees himself as uh, speaking of this is us. Um, it's got um, the uh, their brother, and he has his family. He's Michael B. Jordan's dad. If you go back and watch oh, it, watch he is. He I is. Yeah, that. yeah. I can I think his name is like Sterling something or other. Yeah, Sterling yeah. something. Yeah, Sterling and Brown. So, yeah, Sterling Brown. There you go. See, we we, we got, got there. this tag we team. Got there. Yeah, I don't even. I'm not furiously looking through IMDb right now, and we we got there. Um, so Sterling Brown's his dad, and like he sees it as like, oh, I I've got a little bit of a claim to, to the throne as well, you know. Um, so it, it's a very intriguing movie from all people um, and all parts that go along with it. Um, he has to enlist like the tribe that they don't. Uh, really like uh, to come and fight with them that's a really cool um, fun part and like just this juxtaposition of like they are kind of stuck in a time that seems like archaic but they have all this technology Um, they're 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 the most advanced civilization on the world but they're hidden and people just think oh yeah wakanda they're just backwards like whatever um, that's just, I, I was never big into like Black Panther, um, comic books. So I don't know a whole lot about it. Um, other than like when he would team up with like the Avengers and stuff like that, like, you know, who Black Panther is, but it, it was fun to, um, to get hit more of his backstory and, and see who he is. And the movie is just, I mean, the music is just oh, awesome. Man. Like during, during all of it. Uh, I know I'm taking up all of the all of the the commentary on it, so I'll kick it over to you. I no, haven't been time. I haven't I, been time by the everything, way. Everything you said so far. Yeah, um, I haven't. I haven't been time. Just yeah. just it is one, time. one below. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Big Michael Jordan fan. Anyway, 
and Chadwick Boseman's great. It just everything works well. I I feel like Chadwick Boseman and Shuri are actually siblings. Like right. the way they interact <laughs> is so great. Like you know, oh, this is like the royal family. He's a superhero. No, they're trash talking each other and stuff, yep. and it's great. And, and the tech stuff is so cool, and they do such a good job. We've come so far. I mean, you go back and watch 2000, you know, Iron Man, and you're like amazed at what we could do. And then by the time you fast forward to this, it's like exponentially just crazier what we can what they can pull off and make look realistic a lot of fun i do not want to mess with all his bodyguards those right the chicks. dormelage the yeah. dormelage i couldn't remember the name thanks for the, the assist there yeah um <laughs> like they're lots of fun it all makes it's it's weird because like you kind of it, it's like a civil war within wakanda like you have these two mm -hmm. sides and it's all fighting but like you understand like yep. you said like that's the thing that makes him an intriguing villain is like you understand where he's coming from. Like he's been hurt by this and like he takes it a step too far, but you can see how he got there. Right. Um, and so that always makes more interesting. And and he's, he's an intriguing villain because he spent years like becoming a killer, you know? Like whereas like some of these other, other villains kind of pop out of nowhere, like they get a suit they get some powers too and then all of a sudden they get to beat everybody up like the like the the hero they're the they're automatically the the hero's foil and it's like you know this dude has been like putting in some time and effort on owning his terrible craft but owning honing his like hatred for like these people that left him behind too yeah. you know so it's just like this this lifetime of like anger and you 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 just see it like displayed on the screen over and over and over again uh, until he meets his demise at the end of course but and an absolutely amazing car chasing where oh yeah the spot where he just sticks his claw into the the wheel and just rips his wheel off a car while it's driving it was just like i don't even know what to say right now the the i forget where they go um i don't think it's like monte carlo or something like that it might actually be monte carlo no it's like some it's um, Asian place is yeah and they go to like the uh, uh the casino it's like almost a scene out of like a bond movie right yeah. yeah it's like i know i keep harping on this like um like ant-man was the heist movie and this is like the yeah this is like the spy thriller almost at certain points like it kind of yeah. gets back into just kind of a, a more of an action movie towards the end but um it's and i'm so it, it's so exciting to see like another place that eventually like comes out again yeah. like i remember um not to spoil too much of like just this just this tiny little thing of when when you go into uh, infinity war the moment that wakanda shows up like the the entire like theater just like loses their mind and starts yeah. cheering and yeah. you're just like wow that's that's really cool and, and it just kind of shows the success of black panther and and how cool it was and how influential it was you know when uh when Disney announced that they were going to you know, start making some some Marvel themed areas in their parks, I want a Wakanda. Okay, right. like that's <laughs> that's where I want to go in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, yeah, that's that's it. That's at the top of the list. Yeah. So uh, you're you're up next. Oh, and, I'm up. Uh, um, it was a good segue into Infinity War. Infinity War. There it is. Because yeah. yeah, you get that. We go right back to Wakanda. Um, this one, I. 
I wrestled with this one some, but it, I had I had to put it up in the power in the top ranking for me. The team ups that happen in this movie mm. are slightly unpredictable and yet turn out awesome. Like the whole we're gonna put Doctor Strange and Iron Man and Spider Man together. Um, and we're going to throw Thor in with the Guardians of the Galaxy. That one's the best. <laughs> He's unconscious, and they're like, <laughs> with him, and Gamora's like touching his arm, and Quill's like freaking out. Stop touching his arm. Why are you touching his arm? <laughs> um, and Drax just starts talking trash like this immediately. Movie. Yeah. Um, all those little things are so much fun. Just some crazy teams. They get put together at different times and just epic battles. And then Thor, Thor showing up with the axe and, and just everything that happens there. And maybe my favorite part was the depressing part. Because, like, you went into Infinity Four expecting people to die. Like, yeah. you did not expect everyone to survive this movie. But at least me, I was expecting Iron Man, Cap, some of the old guard to mm-hmm. maybe die. And this was how we we're going to transition to the new guard, right? Like, yep. by the end of this movie, like... Cap, Iron Man, some of those original guys are going to be dead. They're going to sacrifice themselves or something, and we're kind of yeah. passing the torch. And so when you get to the end, and it's all the old guys that are alive, and all the new ones get wiped out, you kind of expected maybe Thanos was going to win, because you knew that at one point this was supposed to be a two-part movie, and they backed off of calling it that at least. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was some real tension. Like, I don't know who's going to win. Like, right. I don't know if the good guys are going to win at the end of this movie. Um, and they don't. Um, and it's not the ones you think that survive. And so that was a really cool. I, I've never, this is definitely the quietest yeah. theater. The end of this movie, walking out of the theater was so weird for so and many people. Like, they don't have end credits too. So everyone sits there in silence, like just right? like mind blown. And then you're sitting there waiting like for the credits to roll and then they don't. And then you just kind of like walk out of the movie like, somberly. Just like, out, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it was a trippy experience for a Marvel movie. Even I mean, we're like nineteen movies in, and so like you think you know what to expect at this point, and this throws you for this and Winter Soldier throw you for like such big loops. Mm-hmm. And this one was man, like you just killed off all those people. How are you killing these people off? Like they have to come back, right? And it just left so much guessing and so many questions that I mm-hmm. could not wait for Endgame. Like, I've anticipated plenty of Marvel movies, but nothing like that one. Just because right. you, you had to know how they were going to bring this back, how you were going to fix this or whatever. And it was just, it was kind of epic. Yeah. And, and, and it was like in the, it was in real life everywhere. You know, people were like making jokes or memes about dusting like every time like you turned around like late night show talk host or late late show talk hosts and stuff like that were just like um, making jokes about it and, and things like that but it was everywhere for that year that full year and so uh, it, it was all anybody could really talk about or think about how they were going to resolve it so absolutely I, I think you you touched on it but like they killed off almost all the guardians. Right? <laughs> like, like Rocket's Rocket, the only one left, yeah, right? Rocket's the only one left. And I was just like, why would you do that? That's like <laughs> my favorite. Like, you know, like we just talked about how like they're they're top tier for me. And I was just like, there's no way. There's no way that they could do this. We um, just got a good Peter Parker. What are you doing? Right. Um, um so that that one is the probably the toughest one, you know, that one and like uh, Wanda and Vision. 
kind of towards the end of it, like her trying to come to grips with taking the stone out of him uh, before Thanos can get it. Can and then get you think it. she does it. Oh. Yeah. And then he just, just takes it back. Yeah. So Infinity War and Endgame, it's hard not to talk about both of them at the same time. So I'm going to try to do my best. Um, but Infinity, so yeah, Infinity War, like, they're such achievements of bringing, being able to put together a story that makes sense with so many people involved in them that people want to see their characters you know like they're they're attached to these um, characters and they don't want to have anybody be shortchanged so to to give them their time on each little bit like Wanda and Vision have their little scene and then like Cap and um, Black Widow and Falcon come in and they're talking with Rhodey and like just being able to mix those pieces and parts to even come up with a coherent story that, that makes sure that everybody's there for the right reason. It's just amazing to me. You know, uh, that's what I'll say about it. Like I have it in um, time. You had it in power, right? I did. But uh, I it was still, a tough call between those two. Yeah, I, I, I still think that it's it's in the right one for me. Like, but it, it's it's an achievement. But ultimately, it's there's too much going on. Um, it, but it's it's what they wanted to do with the story, and it makes sense. I mean, you get you get all these people in there to have this huge event, but there's just there's just a little something that like prevents it from uh, being kicked up into that tier for me. And then that brings us to to Ant Man and Wasp. Ant Man and Wasp. I have this in the Mind Stone. Wow. Yeah, and and from your you alluding to uh, something it's in or, time stone for me i yeah. like ant-man and wasp better than ant-man that's that's oh. just crazy talk this is where i'm gonna like okay um, and here's i can give you two reasons all right I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the floor because i don't have much on this okay all right, i'm gonna give you two reasons why i like the second one better okay. more Luis. he's he's more unleashed <laughs> in this one he definitely is unleashed. and you get woo okay oh uh, okay and woo comes in yeah that and and uh as i was writing i said those two Plus, the super fan ex-wife and her cop husband that are, like, over-the-top, like, love Scott. Like, they're super protective. They're always running to the house and yelling at Woo every time. Like, yeah. They're yeah. just unhinged. And they're just hilarious. So, for me, actually, I like the second one better. And so, it's it's funnier to me when, when his, like, thing gets broken and he's running around like he's, like, a 12-year-old. Like, he's middle-sized. He's not, he's not normal-sized. He's not shrunk yeah. down. You know, and Michael Douglas is just owning it. Like, you want a juice box? <laughs> and he, you know, he's starting to be mad about it. And he goes, "Do you really have that stuff?" Like, it was just one more fun. And and bringing Wasp in like that just adds a whole new level. They're shrinking the cars and driving around stuff. It was there was just a lot more going on, and I and I enjoyed it. And plus, you get Giant Man in this one going out in the water, passing out. Yeah, it's great. I just felt like the Lawrence Fishburne and I can't even ghost uh, was like the uh, character. I can't remember like the, the actress that played. Um, it was, it was just a little bit, it was more of a distraction than anything. Like I felt like they, the, the ending was really cool. And like they trying to get, so tried trying to get to Janet, trying to get to Michelle Pfeiffer. Trying to get I mean, Michelle. Yeah. yeah um out there and that was that was probably the the best part of the movie throughout 
Um, and there was just so much, uh, so many other distractions with that. It does that get a little I busy. Did, I, 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 that I didn't like. I liked the overall story that helped kind of move it to where it's important for the overall sense of, of Marvel. And I, I think that's why I liked the, like Ant-Man more is that it was so self-contained, but that was so successful. And he was just another character. Like, it didn't matter what happened in his movie. Like, you just spent more time with him, so it was cool. I mean, other than, of course, like Hank Pym and, and Pym Particles and knowing that, that kind of not really sets up um, what we're going to talk about in two more movies from now. Um, it's, it's, it's integral to, to all of that. But I don't know. There's just maybe I need to watch it again. Maybe you're going to convince me that. But I, I don't think so. I, I've at least Luis watched it like two, more or, fun for me. two or three times. And that's thing true. This one yeah. was just like, I laughed harder yeah. at this one. Like some of those highs, those those comedy yeah. highs were just higher for me in this one. So it, it, it wins out a little. I do love Walt Goggins and they did kind of like waste him in this movie. Um, they, they could have like really used him a little bit more. Um, yeah, I just, that, that Fishburne, and plot point just fell. I won't fell, argue with you there. Yeah, it, it it doesn't quite measure up. Yeah, but it drags down maybe, a little. Maybe I'm just at that point. You're you're almost like you forget about it because you're so worried about Infinity War and how it's going to resolve with Endgame, <laughs> right? which is which is what happens with if we can transition into Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, and, Although and, I have one more question about Ant Man and Wasp yeah, before we jump in. Do you ever get confused about? Michelle Pfeiffer's character in this one and Aquaman's mother. Nicole Kidman. Kidman in, in, I was like, just going to say that because we just finished watching. Because they're both like dressed. The exact costumes. same. They have like the, they have the, the bone, like the yeah, bones of the fish, it, the bones of the, like. I get all, all confused. Stuff, like, I'm like, wait, which one's in which again? Like, I just thought that because uh, Xavier and I just watched Aquaman, like finished it yesterday. And I was like, this is like the exact same as Michelle Pfeiffer. They just steal her costume? Like... Right? <laughs> anyway. Um, so uh, going into Captain Marvel, I, I I have a really, oh, you you lead off on this one. Oh, I have to lead off a, on this one? Yeah, because it's a, Ooh, uh, you, you it took is. Ant-Man and Wasp, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, you might hate me after we're done with this one. I don't know. This one, this one falls into the space one for me. Okay. Because in general, Captain Marvel herself, this entire character as a whole for me. Like, yeah. in the MCU, where the heck has she been? Like, yeah. what was Fury waiting for? Like, he, we finally see him hit the little, the pager at the end of Infinity War, like, right before he turns into dust. Right. Like, the Chitari and Loki trying to, like, take over the world and New York almost getting hit by a nuclear bomb wasn't enough to call in Captain nope. Marvel. Ultron totally okay. trying to totally demolish the world with his giant Sokovia bomb thing, you know, like, that those weren't enough, but this is like small potatoes. <laughs> yeah. Like what, just, what are we waiting for to call in this? I know it's the big gun. You want to wait until you really need it, but we didn't at least check in before now. I, I don't know. That's yeah. a huge hole for me the whole time I'm watching. I'm just like, where have you been? Yeah. That, so um, one of the things uh, comic books are known for is retconning which is essentially like trying to figure out the plot holes and be like, oh, this is the reason why this happened. You know, Captain Marvel is just rife with problems just from the get-go where they wanted to p- 
put her into the movie. I mean, just even setting the movie in the 90s, like, just really throws it for all of those questions. Like, oh, Fury knew who, like, she was and, like, where she been. And obviously, like, they kind of allude to it in um, Endgame. They're like, hey, it's a big it's a big universe out there. It can't yeah. be everywhere all at once, but it's like, I, I, I like question actually, probably, why hasn't she shown up in guardians of the galaxy? Like why haven't Co- they correct. Her? Like you have yeah. Ronin crossover here. How is that yeah. not? No, exactly. Yeah. And, and it, they bring up the Kree scroll war, like, and a lot of all those other things. And that's a big thing in Marvel. Like those, that's been like a big, that's like, it, it's a big, thing that just kind of is always happening in the background um, of a lot of these like base stories, you know, yeah. I, I talked about like um, this uh, event that they had with like Annihilation, it had like Silver Surfer and Nova Core and all of these other things in like Kree, Kree versus uh, Scrolls um, is in the background of that, you know, and so it, it's just always there. And so retconning um, all of these things into Fury knows about her. And all of these scrolls is just going to, it's going to, it's going to end badly. I think uh, that's just me being like a pessimist with it because I know that how it's, what, what kind of things it created um, for me as a comics reader. Um, when, in the in the few few times that I have been in like these gaps, you know. Um, where I where I have been a comics reader, those are the things that just make me want to like throw the stuff against the wall and just be like, why do I spend so much time with this? Um, so I'm 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 worried to see it creep into the Marvel universe. Um, they kind of flipped it on its head. Like scrolls are usually um, more evil in the in the comics, and so they seem to be um, more um, uh, on the on the good side uh, on, on these, but. Brie Larson is a really good actress. I've seen her in a couple of movies outside of uh, Captain Marvel. Um, she played it really stoic. You know, the people that she played off of, like Jude Law was like really good. Um, she was able to kind of, in her scenes with him, it was really good. In her scenes, she had a good rapport with Fury. Um, um, but I don't know, it just seemed a little too plain um and she's she's too overpowered i mean she we've already got thor in this universe and then um you bring somebody like her into the picture where like and it was cool like how they bring her along like how she needs to believe in herself and how she needs to kind of unshackle from um uh the the big bad i'll admit this is the this is the one that i've probably seen the least of all of these Probably because it's one of the newer ones. Supreme leader. Supreme leader, yeah. Supreme being or supreme leader, yeah. Like yeah, played by Annette Benning, which is a weird choice as well. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like it, it introduces, and not just because it's a female character, but it's just another overpowered character that's it's hard to see. Like we're going to talk about her in a second. She as soon as she comes into the picture in, in Endgame. It's just it's just game over, you know. Yeah. So um, I have a hard time reconciling with that. I like the movie. I liked it. Okay, I put it in the reality um, uh, stone. Okay. Um, so I have it. Wow. Um, way I have it way lower. Um, what did you have it again? Base. It's 
space. Okay. Oh, yeah. Steps, I mean, no. Yes, no, but that's probably like our biggest gap. Um, probably is, it, although uh, part of the reason it goes that high for me, uh, it's the 90s soundtrack. Okay. Like, right. Like, it, we it talk does, about like music in Guardians. Yeah. Music is like a character in Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. I mean, like, it's essential yeah. to Quill's life, but mm -hmm. it's like a little too old to like resonate the yeah. same with me. But when Gwen Stefani's just belting out, like, I'm just a girl in this one, right. it's like, this mm -hmm. is, this is, this is my generation. Like, yeah, you would have thought you have Nirvana playing during the movie. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. And you would have thought that it would have been like an easy in with like the blockbuster reference in uh in that, but I was just like, hey. And then I was like, okay, <laughs> what's the rest of the movie? So and 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 it's it, they're 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 setting up Monica Rambeau, who shows up in uh, WandaVision. And so um, Brie Larson's character is um, friends with her mom, and they kind of show up that, that uh, her, her mom's character shows up in, uh, in WandaVision as well. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's doing what it, you know, what a normal Marvel movie does. It's like kind of sets up some more, some more characters into the future and stuff like that. But I can't put my finger on it quite um, all the way of like why I made it so low. I just know that I like all the movies in, in mind, like more than this. way more than this. Like it was a pretty big gap. Like, and um, that was one of the things that I put, I put that low and I didn't even think about, I give it, I didn't even give it a second thought. You wow. Know? So I don't know. Who would have known maybe, that? Our, maybe our biggest disagreement, Captain Marvel. I really like this movie. Yeah. She's just yeah. a giant hole in the whole MCU universe. Yeah. And I I'm think, happy to hear you say something about Monica Rambo because I'm going to have questions about that when we talk about WandaVision because I don't understand it. <laughs> like, I didn't know this was supposed to be a thing. So yeah. apparently she is. So that'll be, yep. you, can, you can educate me as always. So we've got a daughter. So I like Captain Marvel more than you because my daughter loves this movie. And so that, yeah. that probably helps me out. No, so, and I and, and I'm, the Flurgan. Come on, you got to get some love. The Flurgan. So I, um, I hate cats, and so like I thought that it was cool, um, but I, I just don't relate to I mean, it as much. It, it's just great how like the scrolls are like just all freaked out yeah. by it, and like right, they're just like talking <laughs> trash. Like you guys are scared of this cat, and then it turns out to really be this freaky thing, and they're like what? <laughs> Yeah, it does throw up some questions about the Tesseract, though. Like, yeah. we had this thing, like, mm -hmm. it just, it seems to bounce around more than it should. And I'm like, I thought they had it, and I thought they had it. Right. And someone else, like, mm -hmm. oh, no, we found it again. Like, we found the Tesseract, like, 27 times. Right. And and that's the thing. It's like, once you start kind of inserting these things into into the middle of your continuity, it just plays, it, it plays a lot of tricks with it, you know? Yeah. I'm interested and, to see where they go with this one. Like, right. we're supposed to get another Captain Marvel movie at some point down the pipe, and where yeah. is that going to fall in timeline-wise? Like, mm -hmm. are we going? You know, this can be like the year 2000. Like, are we still are we still back <laughs> in the past compared to like Endgame and stuff? Or are we jumping all the way ahead? I don't know. Moving on to our our last one, Endgame. Not last one. We got we got one after oh. Endgame, don't we? Oh yeah, yeah. My bad. My bad. Okay. I keep thinking. I I always, I always do that. Well, because it is called in-game. You think it's right. in, but <laughs> um, So we've got Adventures Endgame. That one's even, so I know that it's mine. Um, I've got this in the Space Stone, and I think more so for wow. the, more so for the literal, um, these movies are good despite some plot holders or some big issues. And the first time I watched it, I came away from it, like really liking it. 
and I always I maintain like my um, that I like it a, a lot. I know that other people like see like the the plot holes, like the time heist, as just <laughs> this big farce, and they're just like I just can't get over it. Like I I, I no matter how many times I watch it, like I don't like it. Um, I don't understand it, and it doesn't make any sense. It was a perfect, or it wasn't a perfect. It was a typical like comic book way to resolve like the way that you've painted yourself into a corner on on oh 50 percent of the earth uh, has died and it's five years later like how do we like how do we get we out of this yeah. you know how do we fix this so um I'll, I'll just start with with that and just kind of a continuation of like like we said these are really two movies that should be kind of the same it's kind of when they split harry potter Jack, seven. Jack snyder would make it one movie right um. <laughs> just couldn't help yourself nope nope um but whether or not it's like a part one a part two it, it really is the same continuation of that story and so it, it's so difficult to put all of these pieces and parts together and they did it an excellent job and i like some of the or i like most of the um, drama beats that go along with the time heist like Tony goes back and he sees his dad and he sees what it's like, like he's a proud father and he talks to him about being a father and um, Cap sees Peggy and knows like, oh man, I missed out. Like I need to go back, you know, in some of those things. So I think that it, it's not just there for, um, I referred to the deus ex machina of, uh, of Iron Man 3. I don't think it's that in this instance i think it's them trying to figure out something in in a unique way to resolve all of these things but i can understand why some people don't like it so um so so that's why i kind of i kind of saved face and was like eh, i like it a lot but putting it in the space kind of understands like where where it might it's good but it's a little bit flawed i gloss over all the flaws this your your nostalgia kicks in for the first Captain America. Mine kicks in watching them travel back through time and seeing all their other things. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. I watched Back to the yeah. Future too much as a kid. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So it went all the way to power for me. I, I love wow. this movie. Um, wow. I I enjoy the nostalgic trip. Um, I enjoy pretty much everything except for Hulk. He's weird and I don't like smart Hulk. I'm just gonna put that out there. Be Banner and be Hulk. Don't try and be in the middle. All right. Yeah. Mr. Miyagi says it. Walk on one side, okay. Walk on the other side, okay. Walk down middle, squish, just like grape. And that's what <laughs> should happen here. It just doesn't work. You're lukewarm. I'm spitting you out of my mouth. Yeah. Um, I like the nostalgic. It multiple times hits these emotional beats that like I'm mm. like, I'm in a freaking Avengers movie. I should not be like on the verge of anything, but like yeah. when you hear on your left, yeah, right oh. they come out, I'm like if you oh, if you man. want to just put that, that was, scene like that that, that scene is like in power yeah um but, and then yep. peter parker and tony's reunion gets yep. me really close and mm -hmm. by the time you get to him saying i love you three thousand to morgan i'm like yeah. do not look at your daughter right now or you will lose <laughs> it right, she says that to me to try to get me to cry oh, like terrible. she's a brat because she's my kid <laughs> but uh, it hit lots of those things and so i really enjoyed this one i, I had it in time like i started it in time and then I dropped it into space because I just couldn't reconcile it with Captain America, First Avenger, Iron Man, Ant-Man, Black Panther, and in 
like I feel like man, I mean I guess I wanted to keep it with Infinity War, and then I was like, that's the thing too. It's hard to separate those two. From yeah, me. I almost had. I felt like I almost had to put them in the same. Yeah. Level. And I probably should have, but oh well. Right, my wife totally thinks I'm crazy for putting it that high too. So it's all good. Oh, yeah. I'm used to it. She's like, no. Nah. Infinity like War it. is better than that one. I'm like, what? Oh yeah. Okay. So. No, I'm out on a limb. I'm by myself, and it's okay. I'm a no, weirdo. I, but I totally understand it, and I'm. That's probably also, the one. Holes. There's huge holes. Okay, I mean, there's some weird yeah. stuff. The whole. I do love the scene where they're pitching the time heist, and they make fun of all the time travel movies, and then yet they still basically do all the they same. They still weird do stuff. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the thing that just weirds me out is when um, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel, shows up and just like wrecks. Thanos's ship and yeah. just like literally like, just flies through it like and I'm just like oh that that's fine I think all, all of these people are fighting for no reason like if you were just you, not you just shown up and yeah you were you were just late to the party and you know <laughs> I don't know I don't know but I, I know it sounds like I hate Captain Marvel as a character but I really don't I just wish like they didn't have this like like souped up power and i mean get it she's supposed to be on that level it's just introducing a lot of those whenever you've had a lot of these well when, human, when the rest of it's all built around we have to yeah. gather together to beat yeah. this huge villain and then this one person can kind of do it by themselves that is kind of it's kind of like yeah even um, thor i mean they they kind of had to depower thor um throughout it you know he didn't have his eye he lost his confidence like he was depressed, you know, like all of these Now we things. have Fat Thor, so he's Fat not Thor, quite as cool yeah. <laughs> Women of America cried. Yeah. I did, and also, my son goes nuts when Cap throws the hammer. Okay. Oh, like yeah. that moment. For sure. For sure. Like, yeah. And I, I being in theater, and all of a sudden you just see the hammer hit him, and you're like, who threw that? Yeah. Like, what? And then it comes back to Cap, and like. Yeah. Oh, man. That whole, like, like that whole fight scene from like get, start I to finish. I probably get swayed yeah. from the, the fight scene and forget. Like it's, it just erases yeah. the memory of all the things before that that aren't as good. But it's um, but it's such it's it's capital that they've built over time to get there that makes you like they they nailed it so good. Like I mean, they wait until the last movie for Cap to say Avengers Assemble. Like, and that beat is just so much better than like, oh, yeah. this is the seventh time that Cap yeah. said Avengers Assemble, you know, like, and that was a big thing for them. Like, you know, so um, I, I think that it it really, of, the, of all of the ones that we've discussed, I probably hate myself the most for dropping that one down a little bit. So all I discovered is that I job. love the Russos, by the way, because yeah, my, oh, man. all four of their movies are in the power for me. Yeah. All of them. The, yeah, the uh, I'm not as cool as Matthew Barry though, so that won't get me in their movie. Um, <laughs> that's another fun so, part of this one, by the way. If you don't yeah. know who Matthew Barry is, that means you don't play fantasy football. Um, <laughs> if you do, he's in this movie. He's in Endgame. He's he one tells of the you how to ad lib. He came up with some lines. Like he's got a whole thing. <laughs> Thor, Thor reviving Tony with his hammer was his idea, right? Didn't know what he said. I think so. Yeah, um, whenever I saw that the Russo brothers were tapped to finish it up, I was so excited because, I mean, referencing our Star Wars um, uh, podcast where the the lack of vision or the lack of collective vision 
uh, for those guys um, to finish off the most recent trilogy can show you like that that's how it's poorly executed but getting these guys together after they knocked it out of the park with winter soldier and civil war they were like we want the like especially like civil war was like their audition yeah. for like these guys understand how to do this yeah and they were like okay we're gonna have you guys close this out and they they did it um really really well i mean you can you can probably quibble with some of the some of the, the choices there but I, I can't imagine like a couple of different things going different that that would make this any any better than it needs to be you know so i don't know that's that's my thoughts and i'm gonna stick to it anything stick to it uh, we anything before we move on to the last one the real last one um no no <laughs> all Um, right far from home spider-man far from home what do you got uh this one drops into space for me i just have it's really fun him moving on to actually liking mj and i love Mm -hmm. i never thought okay my i've watched shake it up all right i have known zendaya since she was like 12 at my house all right i have i have a daughter i've suffered through disney (laughs) little girl shows if you would have ever told me that zendaya could pull off being really good in a Marvel yeah. movie, I've been like, you're nuts. Like, no, this is a cheesy child Disney star. And it wouldn't be this type of role. It no. would be the MJ role. Or, or no, it would be the... Um, um, whatever her uh, name is. Whatever it is, right? Walter's kid. It, yeah, his, <laughs> his love yeah. interest in the in the yeah, first one. It would like, be that character. Yeah. the <laughs> darker... I mean, not, antisocial. Not dark. Yeah, yep. antisocial. <laughs> There's a word, like... I love this version of MJ. This is fun. Yeah. Is this, you know, I, I'm probably, I probably asked you already before, like, is this really what MJ is more like in the comics? Sometimes? No. Or is this no, just some crazy vision? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like it. It's enjoyable. And it fit with the time, current time. Like, yes, I can see these kids. I under, I could have these kids in my youth group. Like, these are mm-hmm. like real teenagers. Yes. And so it nails those beats so well. And I mean, some of the just funny things about like what it would be like to have these incredible powers and and get even more stuff like now that you inherit the glasses and like mm-hmm. you have all this stuff at your command and yet you're trying to just be a regular teenager. Right. It's a fun fun juxtaposition to put them through. But I have major yeah. questions about what the heck happened to like the Sokovia Accords and like all these restrictions we had that all of a sudden we can give a 16 year old kid instant access to like called drone strikes with like no supervision <laughs> no oversight no nothing and, like you just give this kid a pair of glasses and he has like satellites at his disposal this makes no sense and he can just yeah. pass it on to someone else with a simple sentence like there were some really you were this short-sighted that you made it this easy for him to just give away the world mm-hmm. but thought it had some holes for me but it's still really good and really fun so that's why, like, you were really, you hit on everything that I was going to do. And it's like this roller coaster. And then it's like, oh, but here's the bad. And that's why it drops into the mind stone for me. Wow. So, okay. Um, I don't feel bad about space then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I enjoyed it. I loved uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, like, the first half of the movie. And, like, so he plays Mysterio. And Mysterio is a Spider Man villain. And, like, they've done a good job of like we were just talking about with MJ like MJ's like just like she's not the popular girl she's not like hyper beautiful like I mean obviously Zendaya is like a really good looking um person when she wants to be you know like they're they're they like making her they're doing the odds 
Yeah, they're doing the Oscar thing where they're like, oh, we'll make you ugly and like your performance will rise to the top, you know, that type of thing. Um, but it, they, they kind of flipped that on its head with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal being Mysterio. And he was just like this dude from another universe kind of thing. And they sold it so well. Like I fell for it, hook, line and sinker. And then boom, like as soon as like, as soon as like he gets what he wanted, he flips and he's the bad guy, you know? And it's like, these like all these failed Tony Stark uh, like employees. Yeah, uh, that, that was really cool. I, yeah, I, I, I did really enjoyed that part. But but the second half of it, like his like the way that it goes into his drama or his own personal drama versus like how he's supposed to like like uh, handle like the action part of it is where like it just kind of falls apart uh, for me. But I mean, it's just. Some of these just need to be a little bit like spread out. Maybe I just spread these out a little bit too much. But like, like since I put Avengers Endgame in space and Ultron, Guardians Two, and Spider Man Homecoming, I felt like Homecoming was a better movie than Far From Home. So I just felt like I needed to kind of drop it in there. So, yeah, exactly. But it's just it's not quite on par with some of the other ones that I had ranked ahead of it. So it's a it was fun. It was it was interesting to see what the world's like without Iron Man and like yeah. filling that gap. That stuff is kind of mm-hmm. intriguing, but it just, yeah, it, it's not as good as homecoming for me. And so I had to put it lower than that. I didn't feel like I could put those in the same level. I love Ned in this movie again. Ned's always fun, but in he this one, fun. I love crack me up to no end. Partially because I'm, I'm an old youth pastor, right? So I love this stupid mm-hmm. moment because it's so realistic. Like, Oh, we're going on this trip. And this boy and girl are going to, like, fall in love and be this cute little couple. And they're going to be broken up by the time they get home. Like, Ned and right. his little brief yep. romance oh, yeah. is yep. so great. Yeah. Um, the only thing that can make it better is if they were, like, all dramatic about it by the time they got home would be more realistic. But it was still remember. funny. I can't remember. Um, so all of those kids were all taken by the snap and that teacher? Because it's like almost no, because not all. Because like people. Brad, like one of the kids was not. Oh, he was like that's right. Brother, and now he's like as old as them, you know. So they're all that's freaked right. out. That's um, right. Okay, I forgot about that. Yeah, like Flash. Yeah, it is amazing that so many of them were because like MJ and Peter and Ned and, Ned Flash, and Flash, like all the all the like main your staple yeah. Spider-Man people yeah. all flipped. Yeah, love Martin spot Star. Where, Martin Starr yeah. as, as the teacher from Freaks and Geeks oh and multiple gosh. other things like is perfect. Like it doesn't matter if he's five years older. I mean, no, he's he's just the teacher. He doesn't. <laughs> he is so his character's so funny. Like just the like, how was that for fun? He, like talking, you know, in his head about his ex-wife and like just <laughs> totally neurotic. By the way, here's a here's a huge hole for that one. Um, where the heck is a female sponsor? What school trip would ever allow? Oh, no way. Not, not in a million years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to know who's sending them with him anyway in charge. That's already a different kind of question. Right. Um, the last time they sent kids on a trip with this guy, they almost died in the Washington Monument. What are you doing this time around? <laughs> yeah. We made it. We made we it made all the way it. through. All 23 movies. It. And it only took seven and a half hours. Seven and um, a half. Got it. We might trim it down to seven in editing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, we knew it was going to be long. We appreciate you hanging in there with us and uh, let us know uh, if you felt like we were off on uh, any of these um, or if uh, your list is vastly different, uh, go on ahead and share them. Uh, 
on Facebook page or uh, send them into uh, our email at podcast at gmail.com or on the Faleo Podcast on our Facebook page. And you can also find us on Instagram at Faleo Podcast, all one word, all lowercase. Great job, Lars. Good brownies. Good brownies.